ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody else out there. The Damien. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cut the fucking beat, man. What what the fuck is this beat about? Are you serious? I want to do a proper introduction for our friends and just forget about it. Oh, yeah. The British are coming. But proper introduction, we don't even do anything proper. We're, yeah. Tex- we're Texas boys. Yeah, you got that. And speaking of that, we're used to doing things at a long, slow pace. Mm-hmm. So make sure your kids are asleep. The phone is on silent. Baby mama and side chick aren't bothering you. Because this podcast is going to last a little over two hours. So, you might want to get your drinks, your popcorn, whatever else you want to do. Go to the bathroom, take a leak, get it taken care of. But, anyways. Welcome to the Damien and Jesse show, goddammit. You got it. Hello, and you're listening to the Damien and Jesse. No. Hello. You're listening to the Just Forget About It. This is the Jesse and Damien Collaboration Podcast. Um, So, first of all, say welcome to Damien and Jesse. How are you guys doing? Uh, Pretty good. We're doing great. How about you guys? Doing all right. Doing all right. The better for having having you with us today, I'll tell you that. Oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah, we got our friends joining today, so welcome. Oh, yeah. We're... Always glad to be part of something new, and we're always excited about something like this. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, he's over there cracking so, up a cold oh, one. We're almost jealous now. That's about the fifth time I've heard that sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in the last ten minutes. <laughs> see, see, what happened was... For for some odd reason, I hold a beer can in my hand and it goes empty. <laughs> I, I just yeah. don't know what it is, what it's about. It just yeah. magically disappears. Yeah. You, you're, you're still investigating, so that's the fifth <laughs> time now, and you still haven't worked it out. So I, I'm just we'll see how many more it takes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, Damon Jesse, see, everyone's got their podcast origin story. <laughs> You'd like to share yours. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, we'd be glad to share how we came about our podcast. So we were just piddling around three years ago at a bar in Abilene, Texas. And we were just talking about random past stories of getting drunk with certain friends and family members and talking about past events. And the bartender that was taking care of our drinks and pretty much making sure we weren't going thirsty... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> looked at us and said, you know what? You guys should start a podcast. We just looked at each other and we're like, you know what? That's a good idea. I like that idea, but we, we got, never we never really put any thought got, into it. We got too drunk, in other words. A little too drunk. <laughs> a little too drunk. So, so, so would you say you've, you, you never thought about that? So up until that point, you would say you've never thought about doing a podcast. Was that the... It just never really came to mind at that time. Uh The thing that we were running into was, uh, it was an issue with me was mainly my job. Um, Of course, as you know, I work for a crane hire or crane rental company. I travel a lot for work uh, whenever we're real busy. So that was uh, at one of the times that uh, I was hardly ever home. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going to work out for us at that time. So next thing you know, fast forward 2019, 
we had a lot going on those years, uh, and that just that <laughs> one year alone. Yeah. And then next thing you know, come twenty twenty. Yeah. Here comes the pandemic. I almost died. <laughs> Literally. Oh, wow. He didn't even catch oh, wow. COVID either. No, that's the sad right. part. He didn't even catch COVID. So twenty twenty, you know, it come back. You know, at the end of twenty twenty, it come back to my mind. I was like, Jesse, you know what? We need to go ahead and go through with the podcast idea. We've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, finally, January 2021, I'm ordering uh, equipment off of Amazon. I said, Jesse, we are going through with this. Of course, my drunk ass said, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we decided we don't think I would. So, so um, the, the, the first podcast you've done, how, how did you come about that? Or what was your idea behind it? Or like... How did you think of the idea? Well, really and truly how that worked out for us, uh, we seem to naturally come up with ideas that work out. And like, to the best of my knowledge, I am really good at coming up with things on the fly. And for us, you know, it wasn't very hard to, because all we, uh, what we talked about was how, how it all began. Yeah. Honestly, Jesse and I used to never hang out. Oh, no. We never hung out at all. And it wasn't until, what was it, like 2010? Yeah, I'll say... 2009, somewhere around there, we started hanging around each other. If I just take you back a little bit, just to go on that point, then how did you guys meet? Or is that what you're getting to now? Well, well, we were actually from the same town. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't a fight, right? And then you blundered over. (laughs) Believe it or not, not, Jesse and I met downtown in our hometown. And like I said, he's there's there's a little bit of an age difference between he and I. Yeah, I'm 26 okay. and you're. I'm 31. Yeah, and so okay. there's there's a little bit of a difference in, in our age, but we used to never hang out. We were never part of the same group of people oh, that would wow. hang out. Just somehow or another, we happened to be downtown in the middle of the night. Just had a random conversation. Just kicked it from there. Next thing you know, several weeks later go by, we see each other again, and it was Fourth uh, of July, and this is when we oh, had, wow. and this is when this is how it all began from there, and this is what we describe in episode one how it all began. Yeah. So we met at the Fourth of July softball tournament in our hometown. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get into the summer months here in Texas, you're looking from June all the way to like late September. And the temperatures can get extremely hot over here. Mm -hmm. We usually look around 104, sometimes 110 degrees. Now, that's probably like around maybe, I want to say the 46, 47 Celsius. Yeah. 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 We couldn't even understand that. We don't get past the 20s here. Oh, wow. (laughs) So he he happened to approach me and he was like, hey, man. Do you happen to have anything to drink? I am thirsty. Yeah, and then, I mean, it, it was it was blazing hot, blazing hot. And I was like, you know what? I happen to have some some drinks in my cooler, and I was like, you know what? Just go get get as many as you need and, and just drink them. What I didn't tell him <laughs> was that I took a little bit of those drinks. It was Gatorade, and I took a little bit of Gatorade out, poured it into another cup, and I had Malibu coconut rum. Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I completely did not know at all. And I just poured and <laughs> yeah. I filled the rest of that Gatorade up with the Malibu coconut rum and I forgot to tell him about it. It didn't click in my mind. Yeah. And then two weeks later, he sees me again. He was like, hey, dude, what was yeah. in that Gatorade? Because for some reason, 
what as dehydrated. <laughs> he was like, I was, yeah. de- I was so dehydrated. I've been to all the shops and none of them have got me feeling the same way. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he probably got stopped by the police on the way back. What if he had to drink Gatorade? <laughs> but he was so dehydrated that day that the alcohol took effect on him really quick. Yeah. Yeah, in the heat, obviously. That, yes, that and keep in mind, I back then I didn't really drink much. I, I think I was just barely starting to drink. Yeah, and he was like, "What did whatever What did you put in that Gatorade?" Because it had me talking to my ex girlfriend. I was crying to her, and <laughs> I cannot do Malibu for yeah. Malibu coconut rum. I after that, I try. I gave it another couple of years before I tried it again. Same exact way. I started feeling depressed. Started wanting I thought to cry. you were gonna say I gave it. A couple of years, and then I realized I can't drink it anymore. I was gonna say that was quite a long, quite a long test. <laughs> long test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then recent, I actually tried it recently again, and same effect. I was like, I, I don't know what. And what I tr- and I also tried this with several other rums. I've tried it with Captain Morgan rum. Yeah. Uh, Parrot Bay. I've tried several other brands of rums to see if I get the same effect, and I didn't get that same effect. But it's something about Malibu. Uh. I, don't, I, 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 thought, I thought you had been spiking all different Gatorades in like <laughs> Jesse until you realized which one works on him and what does. Well, well, this is it. This is what I was going to say. The origin story was a beautiful story. It was said basically, it was I spiked this drink, we became yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. He had the best time of his life that night, and then he, then he made friends with you after that because he was like, I don't know what he done to me, but I've had such a good time. So. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who asked for who's number first? That's a big question that we, that we like to know the answer to. Wow, my camera. It sounds like the hangover all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's just how Jesse and I became good friends was through alcohol. Yeah, and yeah. and after that, we just started hanging out again. We're mm-hmm. like, you know what? You know, you're a cool person to be around. I enjoy your company. Yeah. We have good conversation. And, you know, and that's what we're all about. And that's mm-hmm. how we became good friends over time. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I think even here we do say, you know, with like um, alcohol, when you, you know, when you meet somebody and even if you met them a couple of times and you kind of just talk and you get to know each other, it's different. But when you drink with someone, you really bond. And I don't know what it is, but you just, maybe it's because the real person comes out and, you know, the other person, the real person came out. But Yes, you, you really figure their character out oh, real yeah. quick. Yeah, you seem to really bond when you had a drink with someone. It's a different, you know, if you see that person again, it's a different feeling to when you just met them a few times. Yeah, but look look at the thing is about how you meet people, you know, at school. Well, some places, some schools you might be drinking, some schools you might not. <laughs> but, you know, work, you know, you've got your persona at work, you know, sports, you've got that. It's, it's when you're having a drink, it's usually in a more relaxed it's the arena right it's a bar or it's you know it's you're having a few drinks at someone's house and 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 it's a kind of different person that that bond afterwards it's just it's just a very different bond that you seem to make than when you see you know you could have gone out with someone and had dinner with them 10 times or you could hang down but that having that beer with that person that bond you make over that it just seems to be so different yes exactly this is why i haven't had a drink with you you all yet yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I thought you were teetotal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave lies to us and tells us he doesn't drink, so we can't ever have a drink with him. So, I'm, uh... <laughs> you see, you, Dave, I, I'm going to I think we made a mistake with asking uh, Damien and Jesse to go first with their origin story because it's it's based in Texas. There, there was a bar, there was drinks, there was high drinks. 
where where Wellingard and City and it was it based in a car journey. That was it. I think that's our origin story, right? <laughs> so we should have gone first. We should have built, built our way up. Stuff. See, I, I was I was kind of uh, hoping we're with Jesse's uh, near death experience that during his uh, experience, someone came to him like it was a vision to do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. life flashed before his eyes. He's like, why have I never done a podcast? And then he was okay. And then he was like, I better start a podcast. Well, I was going to actually say, go back to that, Jesse. And obviously you don't have to say anything, but obviously everything's okay now. There's, there's no, yeah. you know. Nah, I mean, everything's good. I mean, long story short, I had pneumonia really bad. Okay. Oh, wow. They, uh, they literally pumped two liters of fluid out of my right lung. Wow. How, but, how, how, if you don't mind us, Actually, we will ask anyway, but <laughs> how did that happen or was that, did you it know just, how that happened? Or? No, I, I honestly, I, I quit smoking. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I don't know yeah, if that, that was, was that I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that was this, the reason or not. But... Fishy. I'm not sure you quitting smoking is the reason you got pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't see that link. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it was healthy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just a lot of a lot of sleep apnea, and you know, just not really taking care of myself. In other words, but doctor said, "How the hell are you walking around with two, you know, two liters of fluid down your right lung?" I said, "A lot of whiskey, <laughs> a lot of whiskey." And he kind of yeah. looked at me like he just did not say that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've suffered from sleep apnea before. That's not nice as no. well, is it? No, it's. I can sleep for twelve hours and still feel exhausted. Yeah, and when I, think, I think lockdown hasn't helped either. Well, I'm, it's probably different in the states, but I think right. there's a general. There has been over the last year just a real feeling of sluggishness because mm. you know you're not doing anything. You're not going out. You're not your, your, your normal routine is just waking up, working, stopping, and that's it. You, mm. There's no. Almost, there's been a lack of energy, for want of a better word, I think. Yeah. What 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 had lockdown? So so, let's let's start from the beginning of that. So you know when lockdown. So did, in Texas, did you completely lock down at any point where you couldn't go anywhere? You had to stay at home. No and yes, kind of in a way. We really didn't have but, much uh, as far as like for lockdown for us over here. We called it quarantine. What what really happened in the beginning was nobody was really knowing or understanding what mm-hmm. was going on. Yeah. So there was there was no details as far as like what we should do, how should we prepare for this? So people were just still out and about. Yeah. But were were shops and restaurants and everything still open? Yes, in yeah. the, in the in the very beginning, yes it was, they were. Uh it wasn't until I believe March was mm. when they started closing a lot of the restaurants and the shops yeah. down. Pretty much. But yeah, we 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 like I said nobody had any idea what it was going to amount to. They were thinking, oh, this is going to, you know, come and go. It's not going to last very long. And then, you know, yeah. you have my <laughs> line of work where we travel a lot. There are times I'm traveling out of state from Texas to Oklahoma, New Mexico, wherever the job may take us. And so we had those other challenges that we also had to go through as well. And certain yeah. states were, were actually doing way worse than that, you know, mm-hmm. like in the hotel that I stayed at in New Mexico. Whenever, after they started closing everything down in Texas, I went to New Mexico and everything was already closed down. The hotel that I checked into, um, pretty much you couldn't even, like, the hotel had a restaurant in there, completely closed. 
not only that, they weren't serving you breakfast. They weren't going to give you any kind of like to go breakfast, like granola bars or anything like that. All the restaurants were closed. Only only thing that was open was like convenience stores and the truck stops, of course. Yeah. But of course, when you live off of that kind of a junk, that kind of junk food, it just ugh, yeah. it's kind of horrible for the body. Mm-hmm. But did, did did hotels ever completely close after that? Some of they, them did. Some of them did, and most of the majority of the others they they continued to stay open. But of course, they changed a lot of their policies, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to the housekeeping. They were not going to allow housekeeping to come into your room after you had left, uh, yeah. especially if it's an extended stay. Like if you're going to stay there for five, maybe six nights, they weren't allowing housekeeping to go in there, clean your rooms, but change the, your but sheets. But that's kind of something what you expect as well, because the price of the room wouldn't have been any less. You know what I mean? No, they actually you know, increased prices. That. that was the thing about it, though. Even though the pandemic was going on, they actually increased prices. And when they noticed that nobody was traveling, even though prices were increased... They were like, okay, we're going to have to do something about these prices. And hotel prices yeah. just dropped. And yeah, still hardly anybody was ever booking what? hotels. Mm-hmm. But but here is, it has been almost totally different though, hasn't it? We've almost been locked down. So, so you know, I remember there was a group of us at work, because we mentioned we all, we, we, we all worked together. And I remember in January, we were sitting in one of the offices and hearing about this story about something called COVID. And we were saying, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's a footnote. Then then March last year, I think it was, wasn't it, guys? Where, yeah. Well, no, in April. So we, as a, as a company, started saying in, in March, pre- prepping to work from home for a couple of weeks, then two weeks in the office. And then... I actually fell ill with COVID then, and then when I felt better, so it was the start of April, we were in lockdown. So as you said, only well, what were designated essential stores, so any that were selling food or medication were open, allowed to stay open. And so I think that lasted, was it, McIntyre? I think that lasted till about June or July. Yeah, yeah. So when someone kind of, came and actually, you know, the flu yeah. season kind of it goes down, then they but, kind of... Yeah. But then didn't we open again? And then we I yeah think we did not fully open. I think there was a, it was a partial open, wasn't it? With with rules and quarantine that we kind of spacing it off. Yeah, yeah. was back open and stuff as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And then when did it lock down again? So I know we locked down again. In uh, closer, December. closer towards Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like November sort of time. And close, close. We, yeah. yeah, and it's only been in the last two weeks when the non-essential shops have been open again, and we're still yeah. not getting rid of all restrictions potentially until June. So for, for, yeah. for about what fifteen months now, we've been in this lockdown, open, lockdown, open. We're kind of locked down, kind of open, definitely yeah. locked down. <laughs> definitely oh, well, open. I would last last March. I was at work, and literally at work. That's when, like Dan said, we were doing two weeks in the office, two weeks at home to kind of. I don't know, give it some breathing space. I'm not sure really what oh, we're doing. But yeah. anyway, we, we I kind of, we, and I was at work when they announced and they said, right, everyone go home from today. And we were kind of running around the office because we were told, look, you need to leave. So we were kind of running around trying to help people. Some people didn't have the right stuff to work from home. So we were trying to get them that. It was kind of like a bit of a panic. And then literally we weren't allowed out unless we were going for a walk. And that was, what, how long was it? Half an hour every day we were allowed? Yeah. Well, I got. I remember getting videos from. It, it, yeah, so it was. A, it was an hour, I think, and it had to be near your home, wasn't it? But mm. I remember getting videos because I've got family in Italy, and my cousin before we locked down, he was sending me videos of the police there going down the streets, shouting, "You know, you must be inside now." And, I was, and that was when I first thought, "Yeah, this is." 
this, this is getting serious now. And, uh, like, you know, it, it, I, I, the, the thing was, I've, and, and you, you know, I've mentioned in WhatsApp, so we were talking earlier about me being broken. I managed to get COVID when I was working from home for the first week. So I don't know how I did that, but, but you know, <laughs> I worked from home and catch it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then that was it. Then from then on, I've probably been in the office about three times um, since then. And, 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 and it's just been, it's been a surreal, surreal sort of year and a half. Wow. Yeah, no, but I think for us, we we you know we started our podcast. I can't remember how long ago now we've had it going January, on. January, January, January. And, and and I think something you know for us guys, we've spoken about podcasts for a little while, and it's something like we. It, it, it's strange because before COVID, nobody had time, and then after COVID, we had nothing but time, and it, and, it, and it was like, and then I think part of that makes you realize what was important and what isn't being important and what and where your priorities should be or they shouldn't and anyway so we then thought to cheer ourselves up we'll start a podcast no one's ever going to listen but we'll start it anyway and then we'll do it and then we and we've done it and it's just kind of grown well, grown from we're going, going just a bit a little bit further back from that so dave and i actually so the company i've worked at i've worked there twice now um well, actually, three times. I've worked there twice now. And, um, <laughs> we, 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 just to touch on that point, we have like when Dan leaves, we haven't we, got time we, for that. We, have, we haven't got time yeah, for that. When Dan leaves, we do bets on how quickly he's coming back, and then we look, and Dan Towns comes back, and then we well, somebody wins the money. But, uh, but you know. I did that on the, on the work board. How quickly? Yeah, 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 you did. You did. Yeah. Um, and then so so Dave and I car share or carpool. I think you say over there because we live sort of. He, I live on the route. That, that he takes to work so and we would talk generally you know some sense and a lot of nonsense and then sometimes you'd have lewis again he's, he's not here with us today um as in not on the podcast um and he would sometimes join in our car share and we talk really random and we'd always say oh do you know what? we should record this and put it out there we should record this and put it out there and then obviously you don't, you say it as a, I think like you guys say, you say it as a one-off statement. And then, yeah, during this lockdown, I think Dave sort of has grabbed everyone by the collar and said, well, let's do this then. Um, and I think for me, initially at the start, it was brilliant. As in, like I said, it was something to do that wasn't just work or, or sitting in your house, having an hour's exercise within X amount of distance from your house. You know, it was something fun, something creative. Um, you know, we are, I think we really enjoy it, you know, as a, as a group of five of us. It's, it's, it's just a hell of a lot of fun to be. I think it's also meeting people. I see meeting you guys as well is awesome. And yeah. uh, it's something you'd, we'd never ever do. Yeah, and it was kind of like something with us, you know. We weren't expecting, you know, anything like this to happen. Oh, no. We had, we had the same idea, you know. And uh, the thought was, was like, man, do we really want to share these inappropriate I mean, because stories and because my grandmother, my grandmother listens to our podcast and she just looks at me like, really, you really did that. (laughs) So we didn't think that there was actually going to be like a general audience to that. We understood that most of our audience is going to be people that we know of personally. But whenever we started seeing more analytics coming through, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, now a person from out of state just tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had downloads from this state. We had downloads from that yeah. state, and I was like, okay, now it's it's slowly starting to grab traction, and we're slowly starting to see more mm-hmm. as the time went on. And then next minute, we're out of the country. 
<laughs> but do, do, do you know what? I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think it's the same for us. I think Dan and Dave would agree. But even for us, it's like we literally done it. And initially, I think we were thinking if the people we know listen to it, it's a bonus. Basically, right. yes, and that's exactly what we thought too. You know, that's what we said too. If our friends listen to it, you know, that's great. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's what we like. But but this is it. I mean, we're looking at our stats, right? And you know, we've got listeners that coming from i think dave is it bahrain taiwan netherlands um australia yeah and it, and it's it's just mind-blowing it's mind-blowing and the biggest thing for us i think recently which now we're getting to is our following in the states have nearly taken over our following in england so yeah, yeah. and we found that surprising because like i said before if we thought if our friends listened that would be a, a a wonderful thing and now we've got people listening and then we, we still think, what do we say that they might actually like to listen to? I'm not sure. But... I, I just want to go back to something you said, Damien, and uh, Jesse, about, you know, is there going to be an audience for it as well? And and something I've really found out, again, over the last year. So I've I've also, sort of during the pandemic, managed to move house. But between houses, there was, there was about sort of six months where I was living somewhere temporary. And basically, that's when I got into podcasts and Twitch. You know, because necessarily I couldn't have, I didn't have a lot of time to say watch normal TV. I didn't have that accessible. And what I found is, um, you know, it, it, there's an amazing amount of people who've got stories to tell that before they started recording them, like you guys doing or we're doing, weren't being heard by anyone. And and you know, there's a story for everyone. Now, I I've told our our group that I listened to there was a radio station and it, there's a there's a guy on it who's been on tv here and radio called ian lee and he had a late night radio show and the way i would call it it was like the last one of the last true late night radios where you, you could call in and you could literally talk about anything his show's gone off the air and you know it's it's kind of left a gap because like i said you heard real people stories it wasn't what celebrities doing this or what politicians doing this it was real stories for real people and podcasts are now you know the fact we're all doing it is it shows that there's no barrier to entry there and your stories can be heard and there will be someone who wants to listen to that yes and we Uh, we weren't exactly expecting that you know for us you know someone like especially when we go back to episode six right episode six happened to be an episode with uh, two classmates that we went to school with and we were just talking about our shenanigans that we did back in school and next thing, I think it's my favorite one. And, and then you, th- and then, uh, then next thing you know, we're like, you know, is this going to get traction for us? That was our most downloaded episode. Oh yeah, out of out of all out of all the episodes, you that know, was you- the most downloaded episode and kind of our most controversial episode. Yeah, and the reason being was one of the classmates that uh, was on the podcast with us. He messaged me a day later after the episode was published and released. Messaged me and said, hey, is there something we can do about episode six? You know, there were some things that I said on there and my mother's chewing my ass out over it. Did you have a few drinks before? Oh, we had yeah, many yeah, drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. I mean, here's the thing though i mean my grandmother listens to to my podcast and she just like oh like i said oh my gosh <laughs> she literally throws the holy water on uh, can we can yeah. we can we just quickly say hello to um jesse's grandmother <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope you're having a great day but, 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 but this is exactly it and i'm not one to tell people what they should or shouldn't watch or this or that but i, I think it's getting to a point now where there's only so many 
kind of reality TV shows people can take in or soaps and that. And I think original content like what you guys are doing, like I've said, I've said to yourselves on, on WhatsApp that I listen to you and it sounds like a couple of friends who are having a chat in the bar and you could rock up and join in, have a drink, you know, and, and, and that's really listenable. And I think kind of what we're trying to do is something kind of the other end where we're creating scenarios, but something fun that can take you out of just everything that's going on. And, 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 and I think it's this original content. Everybody's got something different to say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's what's appealing. Yeah, and I think it's something we, we, we've looked at. It's, it's, and shall I say another thing? Do you know, and I don't know how much it is the media and stuff, but the more and more you look nowadays, they're told that no one can handle anything, no one likes anything, no one can, you can't swear, you can't do this anymore. But actually, I don't think the real world is like that. I think people are tired of that. So I think even even like where you said you've done that episode when you went back to school, do you know how many people must think about their stories, how many people mm. your story must have resonated with? But actually, they no one's talking about that stuff. When you watch TV now, you're not allowed to say anything, you're not allowed to do anything. I, 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 so I think what we're trying to do versus actual reality is very, very different. And I think this is where people, normal people, just doing stuff like this, it really hits home with people. Yeah, exactly. And and that's where, like, I believe, I think that's what we're doing. I believe that's what we're going to be reaching out more is relating to what we did to other people. And we think that that's that's what our outreach has been so far, and I believe it's 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 going to work out great. But we tend to do something different, and what we were doing, but once before we were coming up with the subject to talk about, and we kind of noticed that it, we would always get off subject. Yeah. So we <laughs> so we kind of stopped doing that, and now we pretty much we consider it what we call freestyle. Well, we just freestyle our episode. We'll just randomly I'll randomly look at something. Or I'll think of something. I was like, hey, you know what? Let's roll with that. Mm-hmm. We got many things we could add on to that. And it seems to work out for us in general. Yeah. And we can just add on from there and it just and it just takes off. Well, I, I would say try stay on subject when you've got five of us. And so there's a couple of people that we've told you about. Yeah, you try stay on subject with this. Look. Yeah, especially with Ollie. I, I could definitely see where his mind takes the subject completely somewhere different. <laughs> Well, there was one. I don't know if heard, there, there, there was one I did about the, the dream jobs. It turned in for about ten minutes. Turned into like the car show, and I'm like, anyway, <laughs> back on subject. Yeah, Jesse had to do that to me a few times. There were t- a few times I was getting off subject. He's like, hey, let's go back to what we were talking about. But he would like he wouldn't say that, but he would just like look at me and he was like, hey, come on now, yeah. we're supposed to go back to what we're talking about. I'm sitting over here with a flyer just. <laughs> he's literally over here wanting to get a poster board and write on it get back to subject <laughs> with massive arrows pointing towards it yep but but the thing about doing random stuff as well is it literally is you know you could talk about anything so i, I you know i was listening to is it was it episode 14 or 15 where you were talking about wanting to buy someone a shot and they were refusing it. Was that correct? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this... and, and I'm like, you know, but I'm I'm just thinking how the world probably will be a little different when we're allowed out again. Will people be like that? Because I'm like, if you want to send me a shot over I'll, in the post, I'll take it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And speaking of alcohol, since we're talking about the shot, you want to know one of the most interesting things that the state of Texas did during the pandemic? Oh. Uh, What's up? Okay. So here in Texas, we now have what is called alcohol to go. Oh, right. And so pretty much take that into perspective. Any bar and grill 
that serves food and has a bar in their establishment, you can order one food item minimum with your order of alcoholic drinks to go, and they will deliver it to you. Oh, so you order like loads of drinks and um, and some and a nachos to go with it, and, <laughs> and it turns up. Yes, and and so I remember seeing on Facebook some guy had uh, well he kind of blurred out some of the details on his receipt, but he had one appetizer, and he had four hundred dollars worth of alcohol delivered to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but I think that happened here. So for a little while, the the bars that could open. Well, ones where you had to be able to have a substantial meal, they called it. But that could be a sandwich, right? And I think you, I was seeing stories where people were going in, ordering a sandwich and beers, and then they were just leaving the sandwich untouched. You know, they just wanted to go in and <laughs> yeah. have that beer. Yeah, which is strange. Dan's right. They were doing that here. Where it, it, anywhere they just sold drinks for the night open, but if you had a bit of food. So they called it a substantial meal. So all you have to do is order one meal. And then everyone would order loads of drinks. There'd be like 15 people with one meal and loads of drinks. And that's what everyone was doing. So it doesn't really... <laughs> can, I, can I have one ham sandwich and six pints of beer, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, and the funny thing is, if, if you ever get the chance to travel down here in Texas, we have what we call a lot of beer barns or drive-through beer barns. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And you can literally <laughs> drive through... It's uh, what we call them beer barns, but most of them are drive-through buildings of some sort. Some of them are built as metal barns, mm. and uh, they will. You can just drive through, tell them, okay, I want a six-pack of Budweiser. Give me a bag of ice. Give me a pack of cigarettes. Give me a pack of cigarettes. You know, <laughs> blah, blah blah, this and that. And if you have a cooler in the back of your truck, they will gladly put the ice in there and put your beer in there. Give you your your cigarettes, any of your tobacco needs. That you hand them uh, your credit, debit card, whatever the case may be, cash if you have it or whatever. They give you a receipt and you go on about your way. And wow. then, and then some of those drive-through beer barns are what we call Eskimo huts. Now, Eskimo hut is an establishment that does daiquiris to go, and they also sell beer, you know, by the six pack, by the case, whatever it may be. And you can go through this drive-through. Get you a daiquiri to go. You can tell them, oh, you know what? I'll take a Blue Lagoon, which is my favorite one. I'll take a Blue yeah. Lagoon, triple shot. And you know what? If you have any extra uh, gummies, uh, gummy bears available or jello shots, give me six of those, six of each, and let me get a 12-pack of uh, Modelo beer right over there. And, okay, sure. Here, we'll, we'll gladly get it for you. And they'll get your order going. And it's a drive through Mm-hmm. Now, is that something that um, opened up during pandemic, or has it always been? No, it's always it's always been a thing down here in Texas. Oh wow! And then people have to drive home afterwards. Some people would either drive home, or they would drive to their friend's house, or they would just drive somewhere, hide out, and just drink. Pretty much. Now, now here's the thing to understand about most Texans: we have a thing that we like to do. And I'm pretty sure, uh, I wouldn't say we're the only ones that do it, but we do what we call road beers. <laughs> we will we'll take a dirt road out in the middle of nowhere. We'll have a few beers, have conversation, and then eventually go home. <laughs> but see, for like Jesse and myself, so Abilene, yeah. Texas, and Sweetwater, Texas are about, what, 40 miles, 38 miles apart? Yeah. 
So you have the main interstate, which goes from, you know, it, it connects from Sweetwater to Abilene. It, ooh, excuse me. It also connects to some other major cities as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have what's called a lot of farm-to-market roads, uh, county roads. Farm-to-market roads are your smaller paved roads in between smaller rural farm towns that eventually connect to bigger cities. And then your county roads are just dirt roads out in the middle of nowhere. And so what we'll do is, all right, Jesse, we're going to go from Abilene back to Sweetwater, but we're going to take the back roads and dirt roads. And then we'll just crack one open, and here we go. And in, in Texas, where can you buy alcohol from? Can you buy that from anywhere, or is that just... Well, you could pretty much buy just about any store. convenience store, uh, any grocery okay, store. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised where exactly, too. Uh, and then some of those grocery stores, they even do uh, like really good deals. Like you could buy uh, a case of Budweiser at a convenience store. It may cost you $28, $30 as to a big uh, Texas brand of grocery stores called H-E-B, letters H-E-B. And these uh, stores will do like literally deals on cases of beer for like $22, and Yeah, I guess it, here, here for us as well, we, we can buy alcohol anywhere, just like that, like in any grocery stores, any... We call them petrol station. We we call them off licenses where basically just little convenience shops that you can go to, and they also alcohol and it's it's big on alcohol everywhere. Petrol station if you put petrol anywhere, anywhere it's any supermarket, anywhere anywhere here you can buy alcohol apart from places like McDonald's and things like that. Yeah, that's pretty much the case over here. Is you can go to any convenience store. Most convenience stores here are also gas stations. Uh, major grocery stores, some of the smaller grocery stores. Then you also have the liquor stores. Uh, down here in Texas, they tend to sell beer and liquor separately sometimes. Uh, most of your liquor stores also sell beer as well, but most convenience stores here in Texas cannot sell liquor as well. Oh, okay. Here, here we sell liquor as well. We sell beer. But anyway, you can sell beer. They, they just have an alcohol license, we call it, so they can sell beer or liquor. So. But, it's, but over there, right, the, the age is 21. Isn't yes. It? yes. Alcohol, Even... Which I've always found quite strange, you know. It's, it's, you know it's yeah. 18 here, and I've, I've always wondered, you know, it's quite high. Yeah. We, we can't wait for 18, let alone 21. <laughs> well, well, at one point it was 18, but they moved it up. That was that was years ago. Oh, I wouldn't say that that was years ago. I wouldn't say that was before our time. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, but it's weird because you guys have now, you legalized marijuana there, right, now? Well, um, not in Texas, not yet. It hasn't been legalized no, yet. Not, has, not. Yeah, California is oh, full yeah. recreational. Uh, Colorado is full recreational. I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma's where well, they're working more on uh, medicinal, medicinal oh, and CBD. Have, no, I've, got that, I've got that wrong. Then maybe it's New York or somewhere. See, I, like, I, I, I know about California because I, I was there a couple of years ago, and I'm, we're on this bus, and there's leaflets to pick up. And one of the, the leaflets to pick up is like, yeah, is is like the weed tour of of, of this area. And I was thinking, wow, you know. <laughs> Dan, I think this is where you're. Yeah, where no, yeah. This is where Dan didn't remember the rest of his holiday after that. Stop point. it, stop it. But, um, yeah, I, I'm like, you know, it's like, is there anything you can't do over here? Because, you know, you go to, to, to Vegas and you've got the shooting ranges you could go to just, just out, you know, sort of off the strip. And, and, and it's just amazing. Like, you know, you go to Walmart over there and, and you've got like the weapons you've got those hunting knives you've got sort yeah. of ammunition and guns it's just it's just amazing 
Yeah, it's the same thing here in Texas, too. Pretty much throughout the United States. You can go to any Walmart in the United States. You can buy knives. You can buy shotguns, rifles. You can buy your ammunition there as well. And, and you don't find it... Do you not find it strange? I guess you're so used to it that you... You know, you could go to Costco and buy your groceries, but yet you could still buy yourself a gun as well. You, you find that... <laughs> like, like, for us... I, I, the only reason I say if, if anyone who's listening who doesn't understand, for us in England, we don't... You can't get guns anywhere. Yeah. Nobody has guns. Yeah. Nowhere. No, Not one place. Can you have them? Can you keep them? The police here don't carry guns. Well, they you do. Get them. You, you could get them, but you shouldn't have them. And you can't yeah, get them legally. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. You, you get people that turn replica guns here into guns by clearing out the barrels and stuff. But but they but basically here, the, like I said, the police here don't carry guns. You do have police that do have guns because obviously you have people that do rob banks with guns and do other things with guns. But but that police is like a special unit in that area, and they would only call them in if they're well, needed. But we, the rule be they just have bands, and they yeah, just we, hit we had the many, bands. many years ago. So you could have you could have a gun. So I had a family member who used to go belong to a shooting club. So you could have guns as long as obviously you had to look, put, lock them up, etc. But there was a there was a shooting here years ago at a school, and then I think it then became illegal to to have guns at home. Is it just or, farmers now? No. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm not sure about that. But then, so pretty much since the late 90s, was it, or early, mid-90s, guns have been, yeah, you, you just don't see them, or we don't talk about it. You, you certainly can't pick them up from the local supermarket. And and I think that's what was a real <laughs> eye-opener when I went to this Walmart, wherever it was, and, you know, you go past you get your donuts and your, your meats, and then, yeah, there was a whole weapon section. And, there, <laughs> and the thing that's... <laughs> The thing, the thing that sticks in my mind to this day was I remember there was like uh, a, a small sniper rifle in pink, and it was like for, for, for the daughter in your, you know, for your daughter, it was like a training sniper rifle kind of thing, and that has stuck with me. And because just, you know, it's, it's just, so just to stop Dan there, just so you know, Dad, that's the one Dad bought for himself as well. So, <laughs> well, just... well, well, I know. I mean, I've never, I've never. Yeah, you know, next time I've always said. Next yeah, I'm joking. He didn't. He didn't buy anything. <laughs> he he just bought the milk. I, I bought the twelve pack of donuts. That's what I'm. Doing. <laughs> and they were in pink. They were pink. Yeah. Donuts, anyone want, anyone but, it, but it's just yeah. It's just it's, it's it's so funny. It's just to say the difference between kind of the states and here. It's just yeah. It's 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 it's, it's, it's funny in places. Like have you did do, do either of you guys ever have you ever used a gun? Is that like a common thing that most people know how to use a gun? or or no no and yes pretty much yes we're gonna say we're gonna say yes for the most part now uh most of your you say small yes town podcast so anyone listening you're like yeah i know how to use a gun so <laughs> hey. anyone listening out there you got anything to say i know how to use a gun <laughs> believe it or not in a lot of the small farm town schools uh the rural uh t- areas and all that a lot of these small towns uh we have uh in, in our school education system we have uh agriculture as part of our education system here in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, because oh, wow. pretty yeah, much, because I, I, I guess you guys do grow stuff and do stuff like that, right? There, yes, there, there's a lot of agriculture here anywhere in the state of Texas, and so usually they do, uh, they do uh, like a, a, they pretty much what it's called is a hunter's education, and in hunter's education, that's when they go over gun safety ammunition safety mm-hmm. you know how you should properly handle a firearm stuff like that 
And it's pretty much to give you the general education, the general knowledge that you need to know about firearms in general. And and do, do, would you say that was a good thing? Do you think from your point of view, do you think you learned something from that? Do you think it's something worth learning? Or do you think it's better if people didn't do that? In, in my opinion, I think it's really, I think it's necessary. Because you could... You think it is necessary? I, I, I believe so. And to my belief, I, I believe it should be necessary. Because there's there are times where I have been in my family household, we used to own a lot of guns. And I would see one and I would ask, you know, well, what does that do? Or blah, 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 this and that. We used to do a lot of hunting in my family before. Well, what did you What did you hunt? Well, we would hunt uh, anything from white-tailed deer, doves, quail. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Quail. And would you? And when you? When so something I heard is, when, for example, when if, if for example for us and the and I think the way it's portrayed, if I went hunting today, I would expect to kill something. But what I actually heard is you could hunt for two, three months, and you wouldn't. You necessarily might not kill anything. Is, is that true? Well. Um... Depends how good you are, right? <laughs> but would you see enough? Do you see enough that yes. you had enough opportunity to kill often? Yes. Here in Texas, there is wildlife for, I mean, for a, a lot of people to, to hunt within that boundary. Texas Parks and Wildlife, which is the main, uh, they're a government agency here in Texas. They control a lot of the regulations and rules when it comes to the hunting here in Texas. Yeah. And so they also have a limit on how many deer you can shoot in a season. Uh, Same thing with the dove. How many doves you can, uh, what we call harvest, in a day per Mm -hmm. season. Stuff like that. Not only that, you also have to have a hunting license with a stamp on there and endorsements for whatever type of animal it is that you are trying to successfully hunt but do, but, but do, do you think sorry, sorry to interrupt, but do you think that that works do you like how would someone know how much you've killed anyway do you know is that just something people is it just paperwork or well more along the lines of paperwork uh especially when you're hunting white-tailed deer mule deer uh exotic deer of any nature they have tags that when you kill when you successfully kill that deer you have to write down on that tag what time you shot it, where it was shot, what town, what area, and that has to be tagged on that deer. Now, the game warden, which are the enforcement officers of Texas Parks and Wildlife, they're like the police over here. Uh, they can drive around to any area where hunting is known to be done at, and they can actually come on your property without notice. They are what we like to call one of the top dogs in the law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And over here, they don't have to have a warrant to come onto your property. They know if you've been poaching. They are, they're able to track down who has hunting licenses, how much ammunition you have bought. I mean, they, they have those, all that data. So they know, so- you know who's, who's doing the right, who's doing the wrong, and... And stuff like that. So, so you think generally people, when they kill an animal, are tagging it correctly and are registering that they've killed that for the most animal. for the most part, people are are hundred percent honest about it. And you do have those people that you know they do like to break the law and they won't tag the animal correctly yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that. But that's where you have you know the game warden 
to do uh, the enforcing and stuff like that. But like I said, as far as for the most part goes, Texas Parks and Wildlife does a real good job on stuff like that, especially when it comes to the education side of things. And to me, that's what I that's what I really wish a lot of people here in the U.S. and in Texas in general would do is do like a, a hunter's education because not and, and, and I apply it to this as well. Driving in general here in Texas, you are going to be susceptible to running over a deer, oh, running really? running over a feral hog, even livestock for that matter. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of want to have a general idea. Oh, well, I just ran a deer over. Do I need to call the law enforcement agencies? And do I also need to infor- uh, also uh, inform Texas Parks and Wildlife? You know. Okay. So there, there's, there's, there's reasons to for the education that I believe the education should be enforced, and you know I have my thoughts on it. Not everybody yeah. may agree with me on it, but I yeah, believe that it's, 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 it's the thing to do, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, because I, I you know what, it, it, and the reason I'm sorry, I've asked so many questions is because for us this is very foreign. Like I said, in England we don't have guns, and nobody can get. You can get a license for a gun, but not very many people have one. And and like I said, when the police doesn't carry guns, that shows you how much they they're not they're not you don't see them really um knife crime here is very big though and i guess it's knife crime is big because anyone can get hold of a knife where you can't really get hold of a gun but but what, what one thing we see here more and more and more is and i don't know if it's just the news and it's just sort of propaganda in a certain way but it, it is is guns a problem in the usa would you say you could say it is a problem and it's not a problem you, you, of course, you have those people, those Karens and Kins, mm-hmm. like we like we like to mention yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guns yeah. kill people, blah, 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 yeah. this and that. Well, yeah, a, a gun can kill a person, but it's mainly the person behind the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. easy to be, um, it's easy to just be lazy and just blame the problem well, on any, guns. Anything can be dangerous. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they're if, talking about we're talking about drinking right and how many things does that potentially lead to you know yes we could go on another hour about that as well isn't it how the fact that <laughs> alcohol is most probably one of the worst drugs that anyone's av- it's available to anyone and right. other stuff and and other st- I, I, I don't want to go too far but it's like we can go another hour to it like why is something called a drug and something else isn't it? and what some what something's labeled under a drug is a bad thing, but anything the government, you know, for example, al- you know, in the pro- prohibition years in England, alcohol was banned, and anyone seen to drink alcohol was seen as a very bad person. And then the minute they legalized it, everyone could do it again, if that makes sense. And then it's okay to do it, but it's like, why are certain things legalized, certain things they, in, uh, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't go too far, I was, but I, just, no, but I, was just I understand it. So I was just going to go back to the, the thing about the shooting. I think the thing, what, what Macan's saying is that over here, obviously, we get a lot of international news, and when there's a mass shooting, you know, obviously these terrible scenes we see over here in our news because something, just a side diversion, I remember once talking to an American lady and she said the thing is that they, and again, I don't want to generalise, but she's saying like in America, you sometimes know very little about international news because America is so big that you have your your city news, then you have like your 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 local area news then you'll have like state news then you've got the country news and then like international <laughs> news can be a tiny little bit tacked on yeah or, or even hidden whereas here you know we see everything that that, that happens in the states and so you know i'm guessing the fact that you're so big 
these things are likely to happen all over and it's just you're you're for every one thing maybe we have you're going to have like five or six of them potentially and it's just so magnified over here because we we see it all and it's played every hour um and i just don't know i think you know sort of echo what macan said don't know what it's like I yeah and for, the, and for the most part uh i want to say uh it was ice tea the rapper ice tea from back in the day. I want to say he was somewhere in the UK, I believe, and he was being interviewed uh, by somebody from one of the major news stations, and they were saying, you know, they they were pretty much giving the conversation about guns here in the U.S. compared to in the UK, you're not allowed to have guns. Well, here in the U.S., it's a constitutional right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a constitutional right for you to bear arms. And he went into detail explaining... You know, why not? Why would you not want to carry arm? You know, I could be somewhere and let's just say it just happens to be a mass shooting. I could be the difference between more people being shot and this guy right here. We could, I wouldn't say eliminate, but we could stop the threat. Now, not just anybody here can just own guns. You Mm -hmm. have to pass a background, a federal background check. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only that, there's so many taxes that are applied to that as well. Oh, yeah. And just because you've already passed that and now you've owned it, you can't just walk around and carry that firearm on you. Mm-mm. So there's there's so many laws that go into it. Believe it or not, the laws over here are getting more stricter for a person mm-hmm. who is in the right state of mind doesn't have any felonies is not a known criminal there for some reason the u.s is making it harder for just normal everyday people just to own one single firearm or buy the but ammunition then, but then, to, but then to, play, to play devil's advocate a little bit there yeah if i would say that look two things i could say is one in is if the first person if the school shooter didn't have a gun you wouldn't need a gun to control that school shooter right but then oh, 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 on the other hand is it is, uh, so it, it, it's, and I know, I know, like you said, it's, it's it's a complex subject. I don't want to go too far into it. I know a lot of people may listen and think, you know, because we don't, we, we just ask if we don't really understand it much. But it's just, right. it, 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 it just makes things. But then on the other hand, what I also say is, you know, for you, you, you're a very big population there, right? Like ours is, I don't know how what the population is, 60, 60 million, 65 million, where you guys are hundreds of millions. So is it just those few incidents that are being highlighted and actually? Percentage-wise, if you looked at it, not it's not really that much of a problem, but it's just what's on the news that's, that makes it a problem. And exactly, yeah. that's what we—that's what a lot of people here in Texas are saying. It's the media that's taking it out of proportion. Oh yeah, they take it Ooh. out of context sometimes. And, and just like what Ice T was mentioning in that in that uh, interview, I'm gonna have to find that uh, YouTube link and I'm gonna have to send it to you guys on the WhatsApp. But the interviewer was asking him, "Well, it's easier to kill people with guns, isn't it?" He was like, "No." There's people in the Middle East that strap bombs to themselves and walk yeah, into a right. crowd of people. You could here, you could get a, a you've seen the pictures that I've sent on WhatsApp of my pickup trucks. You could take a big pickup truck like that yeah. and drive and just plow through a crowd yeah. of people and kill and injure tons of yeah, lots of people. I, I, and we had that recently in Spain, in France, sorry, here, which, where someone took a lorry and just drove it into a crowd in like. I think there was something going on, and he drove it to crowd and just killed a mass lot of people. So, yeah. But, but, but tell you what, I want, I want to take a, 
a real curve here now, if people don't mind. I, I want to ask I'm you. Mind. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, Damien and Jesse. So music seems to be quite a feature in your podcast, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, I'm going to ask the, 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 the silly question. But so obviously it's important to you and kind of did you did you guys intend to have music be a feature of your podcast is that something that yeah i mean it, it brings down more of us in a, in a way in, in in a way too it also helps uh bring the theme out of the episode i oh, should yeah. say yeah it, it brings a little bit more pizzazz i guess <laughs> or, or like it in the movie django panache <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is you know from my background as well you know i used to work in the music business uh before here in texas i worked with a lot of big time promoters uh radio djs mobile yeah. djs and i got into that music scene with them as well i did that what, for what, about- what did you what did you do well, I was more along the lines of a promoter and a mobile DJ, and I got to do that for six years. Well, it was from 2009 to 2016, to be exact. And uh, we did that. I did that, and it, it worked out really good for me. You know, I got to experience the business side of things, which is what I really wanted to know about more. I really wanted to know the business side of it more than the talent side of it, so to, so to speak. Um, when I became a mobile DJ, I was it was mainly because I I have such a big variety, a big taste in in music. Oh, yeah. You know, my music you could get on my uh, on my playlist, and there's all different kinds of genres on it. And to yeah. me, music was a way to like help express myself in a way as well. Yeah. But uh, I got into the business uh, doing that, and it was mainly just it just started off as a side job. And then it started turning in bigger into bigger things, and and it just took off from there. And then, unfortunately, what got me out of the business was all of my equipment was stolen from me. Oh man! Oh, all, all your DJ equipment? Yes. Yes. How, how was it? How was it stolen? So I had a a big enclosed trailer that I could pull with uh, one of my pickup trucks. And I had it locked up at a venue. I mean, yeah, it was a nice trailer. And it was a nice trailer, and it was a heavy trailer oh, too. Yeah. It was made out, uh, constructed out of steel, completely out of steel, top to bottom. And we had it locked up as if you were going into a military base. You had to have this key to unlock this lock, this key to unlock that lock. Yeah. And uh, somebody wanted it more than me that they stole the whole trailer. If, if somebody wants if someone, they will always yeah. find a way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yes. And there were so many security things I had on that trailer, and next thing you know, it comes up missing. Mm. Yeah, because I remember that day you called me. Oh uh, man, I was so upset about it. Oh, oh. I had a, I had over thirty thousand dollars worth of audio and lighting equipment in that trailer. When when, when did you find out it was missing? Well, one of the guys that I was working with. We had the trailer parked at a venue that we were getting ready to set up sound and lighting for a convention. And yeah. I was gone for work that day. At the Towards the end of my shift, I was getting ready to come back home and head that way. When he called me, he was like, hey, dude, did you happen to come pick up the trailer by chance? I was like, no, why? He was, well, I know you were saying that one of the tires uh, was have, uh, we were having issues with air pressure and the tire was going flat. I said, well, yeah, but I didn't pick it up and nobody else did. He was like, well, hang on a second. Wait a minute. 
And I right then and there, I kind of figured, oh man, please don't tell me uh, it's stolen. So you could you couldn't even do the show that you're meant to do. Nope. What 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 did they do? Well, the show had to continue somehow or another, so they end up having to hire somebody else last minute for that job. And I thought you were gonna get say you got a mic out and just freestyled it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, films, Macan, you've watched too many films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, too much TV, isn't it? Yeah, but, but uh, you know, and 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 I'm gonna say something, and it's it's gonna be blindingly stupidly obvious but but that is the thing about a crime like that right is to the person who's stolen it yeah they're gonna make some money right mm-hmm. but yeah for you it's it was your 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 life your livelihood right it was what you did and it, it's yeah. yeah people think oh insurance this or that but it's 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 a huge impact on you right because that is what you do that that was your you know all that all the years all the time you spent building that up and and, and performing so then it's just gone for yeah. someone just to sell it and to, and to link it yeah. back to what we talked about before, I bet David was like, where's my gun? Where's my gun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's gone as well, Dan. <laughs> no, but it, it was, uh, like I, I like to say, is it was a big kick in the balls, you know. Yeah. But for me, it was yeah. a time and point where I was like, you know what, I think I need to take a break from the business, get back to working full time, and it just seemed to work better from there. And this was also part of the reason why we also got into the podcast was because I had so many people telling me, hey, why don't you get back into being a mobile DJ again? Why don't you get back into the music business? And I was like, you know what? I don't exactly want to get back into the business just like that. But I want yeah. to do something similar. And they were like, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, I want to do a podcast. Yeah, and I was like, you know, there I can I can express myself freely. Oh yeah, whether some people like it or not, you know. <laughs> and the, and then the thing that I've been liking so far, and of course you guys have noticed, uh, for the most part, some of our episodes are different when it comes to the music, as far as the oh, intro yeah. and yep. of course the outro. Like, yeah, it's just depending yeah. on just depends on the day we're feeling, and you know, like let's go with that. Yeah. And it just happened to work out. And you know, luckily, luckily we have a website that we've uh, gotten onto. To where we can use royalty-free music without the copyright infringements, and oh, it just good. works out perfect for us. Yeah, and, and sometimes don't, don't, don't let all your secrets out this day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we won't get into complete detail. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> even even the music that we you know do you know in the beginning, they were like, let's just go off of that, let's talk about that, or you know, just brings us to a random idea. Yeah. And, and and that that that's the thing to me. Music has always been massively important in my life, and and that's the thing. And it's still true to this day. For all probably all of us, you can hear a tune, and it will instantly bring you back to a certain time or place in your life. Oh yeah, bring back those memories. Yeah, and you know, for me, yeah, that, that's why you know podcasts that have got the music element in it. I, I love finding new artists, and 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 you know, again, a lot of the music just doesn't travel. Right. Yeah, so, so you'll probably list a load of artists and we've probably never heard of them. Oh, right. Uh, and, and so just opening people up to sort of other music right. is, is another fantastic thing about sort of the podcast. That's number eight, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ring pool. Still haven't got to the bottom of it. <laughs> that ring pool, I think, was number eight. You're <laughs> <laughs> still investigating. Yeah, so, no, so that, that was the one thing I wanted to say. So obviously anyone who wants yeah, to listen I mean, to this mu- podcast, mu- you know, music is great. Even, even music in general, I mean, you got to sit there and think about it. It could change your mood really quick. Mm, mm. 
Well, it, it is true, isn't it? You look at like the movie trailers. Yeah. You took out the music for those trailers, and so that'd probably be about ninety seconds of just no, but have running you, around, right? Have you, <laughs> you, if you, you had that right trailer music, and it makes it so much uh, more impactful. Oh yeah. But have you have you been on? If you if you ever go to YouTube and people listen, if you ever go to YouTube, you can put in uh, a film that can turn from a comedy into a scary film just from the music. Oh yeah. So. yeah. And and one one question I did have because you guys touched on hunting and stuff earlier is snakes. Do you guys see a lot of snakes? Have you ever seen the snakes? <laughs> oh oh yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I think just about every Texan can tell you snakes are everywhere here in Texas. Oh, yeah. Now now but that you, you mentioned that, you know. I can kind of give you a detail about the rattlesnake roundup that I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, please, yeah. that is the one thing that Sweetwater, Texas has been known about. So many years ago, farmers and ranchers were having problems with rattlesnakes killing their livestock. Of course, rattlesnakes are venomous, of course. Yeah. So a lot mm. of their livestock, mm. whether it was horses, pigs, cattle, goats, chickens. even their pets, even chickens were, were being killed by just the overpopulating of rattlesnakes now over here and, and were these just are these initially are they native to texas or are they being yes. released by yeah. people no they're are, native okay. okay yeah they're native species to, to texas and to many of the southern states here in texas i mean in the u.s as well uh, but in general that's what the rattlesnake roundup was created was to manage the population of the rattlesnakes. Now, it's kind of hard to do that in a sense because you don't know where all the rattlesnakes are because they're wildlife. They they could be anywhere. Right. And I want to yeah. say it was in 2015. I believe it was 2015, the summer of 2015, here in Sweetwater, the general public in Sweetwater, Texas, were seeing rattlesnakes in their backyard, their front porches. Mm hmm dogs were getting bit luckily wow. no children were getting bit yeah yeah and so what the rattlesnake roundup does is it gives an opportunity for people now you have to have a hunting license for this to hunt rattlesnakes mm -hmm. now you go and you gather as many rattlesnakes as you can and this event happens every second weekend of march of every year and how long does it last? Just the weekend. That's it's, it. It's usually a three, three four day. day usually yeah. a three to four day uh, event. And it starts on what day? Thursday ends on a Sunday. It, the first beginning day, yeah, is a Thursday. Starts off with a parade. Uh, there's, I mean, they, no, so no one's killing snakes on that day. Just the parade. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of wasting a whole day just saying what they're the going to do. And they could have... day's warning there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the snakes are watching the parade and going, "Well, I better hide the next well, two days." Well, they are. They they're coming. They also have live music vendors, you know. Yeah, they even have uh, the barbecue cook-off competitions. We yeah, even got yeah. to partake in them, too. I'm getting a from you guys. I think you guys got drunk on that night as well. Oh, and yeah. I think I'm getting... <laughs> yes, that's, that's usually a weekend that I take off every year from work because I'm usually with this guy right here. Mm -hmm. We're usually getting drunk. And we and we got we got to help out this year with uh, the barbecue competition cook off as judging as meat yeah. judges. We got to uh, what we what, got to what won this year? Oh man, there were so many categories. Yes. We the honest the thing was we didn't even get to know the results. All we did was we the competitors brought entries of food. Yeah, and they had a certain amount of entries that they had to do a certain quantity of food that they had to turn in per entry. Yeah. And then they had a certain amount of tables with a certain amount of judges per table. And then they tell you, this is how we're going to, you know, 
do the criteria for this food category and so and so and they they pretty much tell you how it's going to work and it's real simple oh yeah it's very simple but you get to taste you get to taste some good barbecue, and you get to taste yeah, some oh awful nice. barbecue. Oh really, some of it really bad. Yes. That were, yeah. Yes. We yeah. had some that I was like, well, oh, my God. No, we did. Uh, what's, what's, the best, what's the best thing you had, would you say? Those C-14 ribs. Yeah. Well, we were judging uh, rattlesnake, ribs, and brisket. Yeah, we didn't get to make it for the oh, chicken. Oh, rattle, you people were cooking rattlesnake that they had caught. Yes. Oh, you got oh, this. Oh, wow. Thing. I wonder if you put it with like lemon and a t- couple of tomatoes. Or what, do you, what, do you, what do you put a rattlesnake with? Well, I mean, you put it with rice, a bit. I'm not sure what, what chips, <laughs> rattlesnake and chips. I'm believe, not sure. Believe, believe it or not, rattlesnake tastes like chicken. It's really? The, yeah, the thing is, though, the rattlesnake doesn't have a lot of meat on it, though. No, it really doesn't. And, and whenever yeah. we were doing the rattlesnake uh, during the, the judging, we were having a hard time trying to pick just the meat off of the... Yeah, but how, how, is it, how is it showing you? The skin taken off? Yes, yeah, the skin yeah. was taken off. All you were left with was uh, pretty much the exoskeleton that had the meat on it. Yeah. And what color is the meat? Is it white? <laughs> you're thinking Macca, where you're thinking it's like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> you the skin. Oh, it just depends how you cook it, too. I mean, some of them were like uh, like a yellowish color. Yeah, for the most part, it's a white meat. Yeah, a white meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I just feel like some sort of, I guess, if you had it in front of you, you didn't know what it was, but I feel some sort of way about, I don't know, maybe because we don't eat that here, but about. This is, this is it again. <laughs> You know, it's it's about what what you're used to. So I've been on yeah. some holidays where I've eaten things that over here would be seen as so out the ordinary, but where it is 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 a way of life. And it's again, it's just the, what you're used to and what your culture right. is, right? Yeah. Well, if you go towards Thailand, they eat, you know crickets, they eat anything, don't they? They eat all sorts mm, of crickets, spiders, Ooh, yeah. and, and they eat. Any, and, and you know, over there, people told me you get a pick and mix of spiders, like you know what I mean, like flies and. And people put that all in a bag and they take that away and eat it. Like a, I'll have a pound of tarantulas. And you'll literally take a pick and mix of what you want and they'll weigh it and then they'll charge you for it. So I guess, you know, for them it's no different where they'll listen to this and they'll be like, what's, what's wrong about that? Whereas we'll be like, oh, we, we are getting into my favorite, favorite <laughs> yeah. thing now, which is food, right? I mean, I, I adore food and I could eat all day now. See That's why I was... <laughs> you are. I, I, I love it. So is that what you're saying? If we were to come over to visit you guys, it, I'm assuming barbecue is the main thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty much a Texas state. <sighs> Man. Yeah. Well, quickly, Dan, before, before you go off that way, just can I just ask one more question? That, so the rattlesnake weekend you're talking about, you get back to that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah? the rattlesnake how many, is on the side with fries. How, and how, how, many, yeah, how many do you, how, how many would you say I killed in that weekend? Mm, man, man that, that, that is a good question. I really don't know. Uh, they have, and, and, they have, and they competition have a competition of how many. Sorry, yes, go, 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 go. yes, oh. there is there is a competition of how many snakes have, have been brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longest snake, the heaviest snake, um, and, and, even... and, and the person who wins killing the most. How many would they, um, on average, kill? Would you say? Oh, you know, I, I really don't know the the statistics on that. I mean, because it changes every year. Every year is different. The climate has a lot to do with you know how well the snakes populate of course uh 
But being that not very many people were out because of the pandemic, right. they noticed the oh, increase yeah. of, uh, of more rattlesnakes. Well, I mean, because it was the only thing that was going on in Texas. Was yeah. The even, even when the pandemic first started yeah. for 2020, we still had the rattlesnake roundup. Yeah. And, of course, they were taking, you know, sanitation precautionaries and stuff like that. If you're feeling sick, don't go out, of course. But uh, even then, like, they even noticed a slight increase in the number of snakes that were brought in. Oh, but, yeah. But, but as far as, like, the statistics go, how many were, were killed for that one particular weekend, I have no idea. I mean, it could have been up to a thousand. It, probably a lot more. Yeah. It, it, yeah, could, it could have yeah. been a, a lot more. But you got to think. How many people would participate, would you say, in killing these? Oh, that that that. You have to have quite big balls, don't you? Don't you think to be like I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> I mean, start killing some that weekend? I mean, it's cor- not going to be straightforward. I, I mean, think. correct me if I'm wrong, but they're actually they actually have businesses for that, don't they? I, I want to say that they do, and a lot of people. And and of course, here let me let me tag on one thing about the rattlesnakes. You do have people here in the U.S. that we call tree huggers. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, we, we, we use that here as well. So, there are people, believe it or not, through PETA that protest against these rattlesnake roundups, saying that it's inhumane mm-hmm. to kill these rattlesnakes. You're dwindling the population of the rattlesnakes. Like, if there's no way you're going you're gonna to put a dent in the rattlesnake population here in Texas because and I bet they you, multiply. I bet you none of those, and I bet you none of those people live near a rattlesnake. Exactly. Well. Yeah. And they kept saying that the human was the biggest predator to a rattlesnake. Believe it or not, the feral wild hog is the number one predator to a rattlesnake. And the thing is, the rattlesnake over the last several years, they have adapted. And just like any animal, you know, over time, the more knowledge it develops, the smarter it gets. Mm -hmm. So most of the times you would come across, so you could be walking out somewhere Let me put it to you this way. You could be walking, like for me, working with cranes. We have a lot of wind farms here uh, where I live at that we do a lot of crane work on. Now, around the the pad where the wind turbine is built at, you have a lot of tall grasses. There's bushes, trees, and stuff like that. You could be walking around there, and a rattlesnake would rattle. Of course, it would rattle its little rattle, letting you know, hey, you're getting into my turf. What are you doing here? Now, when a rattlesnake would do that to a feral hog, the feral hog would be like, oh, there's my dinner. I know where it's at now. Yeah. So over time, when the rattlesnakes noticed that, oh, shit, one of my best friends just got killed by rattling rattling his rattle to a feral hog and it just ate him. Well, I don't think I want to do that. So over yeah. time, they've, they've developed, they've adapted to not rattling. And so you oh, could wow. walk, you could walk oh, by right. one and not notice it. Uh, yeah, but then it could be, it could be. Uh, before, I think the rattle was a warning, wasn't it? So if yes. you're going near yeah. one, it would start to rattle. Say, if you come any closer, I'm going to attack. So if it's not even doing that, and it's just waving or something, you don't see it. See, I've got, I've right. got a feeling that Macan is trying to bet on next year's win. That's why he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's always you take bets on it over there. Yeah. I've got a feeling Macan's yeah. just trying to get yeah. as much info. Yeah. He's writing this all down. Yeah. I'm like, have you ever made any money out of that? You know, uh... <laughs> it, 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 in the in the roundup of 2016, there was 1,000 rattlesnakes went yeah. up the next year. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I've got a question about uh, Texas. Uh, I think it's, a, it's probably more around the southern states. Quite a big thing. 
Uh, I know, Damien, you've spoken about it uh, quite a bit when we've been speaking. Is uh, Cowboys. Hmm. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about just oh, cowboy, like the cowboy cow- cultural cow- in cow- general? Cowboy culture. Culture, the hats, the oh, yes. You, you, <laughs> you have talked into my niche. Let me welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, he, uh, he, Damien actually helped me out getting my first pair of cowboy boots. So, I'm, so, us- I'm usually... What, what, what color were they? Uh, they're navy blue, actually. You well, didn't the, have white ones. Well, the bootleg, the bootleg is <laughs> yeah, a, is it was like a navy, navy blue, blue, and then of course the material that you see on the boot is just like a regular brownish leather, yeah. like a light brown leather, so yeah. to speak. That's just and regular. Do you have the hats? Do you have the hats? As I well? don't. I don't have the hats because I don't think I can pull it off just yet. But he has a collection of them. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me, you know, what are the cowboy hats made out of? Well. They're made out of several different materials. So let me start off with the lowest quality, which would be your wool hats. So the wool that you shear off of a sheep, the much lighter, not too dense wool, they use that to make hats, felt cowboy hats out of. Believe it or not, they do not hold up very well to the weather, like rain, snow once it gets wet it tends to fall apart now you get into your beaver fur rabbit fur blend hats those tend to have more longevity more durability now they also go off of an x factor now the more x's you have in a hat the more the higher quality the hat is so for example you have a 100x hat well that 100x hat is 100% beaver fur now beaver fur is more durable when it comes to the rain uh it's more resistant to the elements in general and is probably going to be the most water resistant hat you're ever going to own because if you think about it a beaver they're typically found in the water and so that fur keeps them insulated so a 100x beaver hat is pretty much 100% pure beaver fur. And that is like a status symbol in the cowboy world. The more X's you have, the more X's you have in a cowboy hat when it comes to beaver rabbit fur, the better off you the more expensive it's also going to be as well because most of those 100x hats you're looking about anywhere from not $800 to 12 to $1300. Wow. Yeah. People spend that much money on them. Yes, and it's and it's a status symbol thing. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And just sorry, just to go on, just to go on to our next subject. You know, we we're sponsored by Texas Hats, so if you guys need a hat, anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> we're bowler hats over here. So if you want well, yeah, to... just before we go, even, we're not sponsored by any hat company. So if you are a hat company, company if you are a hat company, want to sponsor us, feel yeah. free, please. Oh yeah, yeah. most yeah. definitely. Eight hundred to twelve hundred pound you could pay us a good commission on that as well so anyway <laughs> this, is, this is just damien telling us his experience I'm so sorry. yeah sorry sorry do, do you does uh how uh I, I still ask him this damn question too how many x's do they go uh believe it or not so you have a lot of your major brand hat manufacturers my brand of choice which is resist all which also the stetson brand of hats right 
is also made through the same manufacturer. Well, Stetson is the only hat manufacturer known to have the highest number of X's, and they have the 1000X El Presidente hat. I, what do I say? No, it's the El Diamante hat. Now, it's a 1000X hat. Now, here's the special thing about that. It's uh, pretty much 98% pure beaver fur, and I want to say 2% chinchilla. Oh, wow. And it also has, I want to say it's 14, 24 carat diamond rings, I believe. I mean, uh, diamonds oh, wow. in the in the buckle set. And then the buckle set itself is made out of 24 carat gold. How, how, how much is that? How much would you say that would be? That's a $5,000 hat. Oh, and, and are these hats soft or are they hard? They look hard. Are they hard? They they look hard, but they're not. They uh, they're real soft to the touch, but it's it's all the fur is densely felted together, and it looks it looks hard, but it's not. It's actually real thin. You're looking maybe a sixteenth of an inch thin. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's not and it's not question. and it's not very thick at all. Like I said, it's it's very it's very thin, but it has shellac, and shellac is used to give it its structure, to give it its its durability and strength. Because without shellac, the hat would just be like a flimsy rag, so to speak. So, so the question I've got: You said yourself, you, you mentioned state symbol. So, do you find if you've got if there's a group of guys that sort of all meet up or they all converge in the same place are you looking each other up and that you know, the type of hat the, 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 the buckle etc are you kind of comparing you know sort could of you, well to, just to expand on that could you be on a night could you go to a bar and see someone wearing a hat and be like that guy's got money yes yeah. believe it or not you yeah. can you can tell by the look of the hat you can tell oh yeah this guy he's, he, you can tell he spent some money on this like even yeah. just a regular pair of boots like how much did you spend on those pair of boots that I found you I think uh, $300 $300 just, yeah. and that was just regular oh, wow. cowhide those navy, those navy ones you were talking about yeah, yeah, yes yeah. and that's just oh, wow. regular cowhide too yeah and then the jeans he, the pair of jeans the, those Wranglers were what $79 yeah so, so a lot of the western wear can be very pricey oh yeah which I kind of figured that's, that out. That's the same. That, that's no different. I, I suppose it's the same thing even over here with normal. Oh, well, I say normal fashion. I don't mean it like that. But, you know, you can get your, your 20, 20 pound or your 20 dollars sort of set of jeans. Or you could go for your designer. You, you can really push the boat out. I suppose it is. It is a but you, the, the difference being here is you've got a lot more the European market where we dress a bit more like European people do. And it's like... It's, we don't wear hats or those sorts of boots or anything well, I, like that, right? I think, well... Dan's going to say, I do, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Friday night. No, yeah. it's, um, what, what I would say, though, is it's kind of like you've, you've retained that bit of culture, I suppose, over here. And it's not the same at all. In, in England, I suppose, we don't do that, but... Maybe in yeah, Scotland. all of Europe are the same now. You go anywhere no, no, in Europe, was, any major no, no, what, cities. What I was oh, going to yeah. say, sorry, is like in Scotland, you've got like the kilt, the, the tartan that's passed right. down through generations. And there's yeah, that. But how many people wear that now, Dan? But how many people wear that? You know, nowadays, if I'm honest, and I, it goes back to something we said earlier about the size of um, the USA versus Europe is yeah. basically the same size. Is everywhere in Europe, everyone dresses the same now. If you go yeah, anywhere in Europe. Yeah. No, sorry, but my point being that rather than it being a fashion thing, it's a like Damien or Jesse, you said the word. It's a cultural thing. It's not. It's not a fashion. Well, I suppose it can be used. It as can fashion, be. It can it, be a yeah. fashion statement for the for yeah. the most part. It's just a cultural, and it's just part of the cowboy culture, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you have yeah. real nice button up shirts, but you have those 
working cowboys, working ranch cowboys, as mm-hmm. we say, that live on a ranch, work on a farm, yeah. whatever it is, and they have like that's their daily workwear. That's yeah. just the daily like, wear. Would, 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 would you say New York? Would you? You wouldn't see. No, no. But would you, would, would, would you say you have many of that? Do you still have a lot of cowboys left that actually that's what they do for a living and that's what they are? Or is everyone pretty much office based now? Would you say? No, well, well, you know what? It could be a little bit of both because you do have, like I said, those daily working cowboys that work on a ranch, mm-hmm. take care of livestock, farmland, and stuff like that in general. And you do have your general people, as I like to say, uh, that do like that fashion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of their thing for like a weekend. You know, maybe they'll dress up like that for yeah. a weekend. They'll go out somewhere and, and stuff like that. But then it also kind of gets, let me let me put it to you this way. It kind of gets a little bit like Florida Georgia line. If you ever look up Florida Georgia line, they're somewhat of like a southern country band or whatever. Yeah. And you get like that city slicker, that that person from the city that takes that Western fashion and gives it like a city look. Yeah. Now that's kind of become a thing over the years, and a lot of people either see that as something that can be fashionable, and some people see that as like disrespectful. As disrespectful. Oh, well, because someone trying to be a cowboy when they're not, and they're yeah. not. Yes. They're just doing it for the look, basically. Yes, yeah. that's, yes. That's what I was going to ask. That and and you you do see like these ranches where you could go for the weekend to be a cowboy. How how is that perceived? I mean, is that is that okay because they're coming down? You're you're teaching them, or they're being taught the way of the cowboy, or is it still seen as a bit gimmicky? No, believe it or not, a lot of people are still open to that. Yeah. Uh, you will okay. find a lot of ranches where they will welcome you. And believe it or not, they will welcome you and they will let you work alongside the cowboys. Put you to work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They, to them, they see that as free labor. Matter of fact, you're paying them <laughs> yeah. to stay on their ranch <laughs> yeah. and eat their food. You look holiday for two weeks and you leave shattered because you've done two weeks worth of labor. <laughs> so, so you want to give me $500 and work my ranch? but yeah you'll see a lot of people what we like to call the old school cowboys Mm -hmm. they're still a a lot of the older generation cowboys that what what they do for a living is is becoming a dying breed and the reason Mm -hmm. why is because a lot of the younger generations and those families just don't have the interest in it anymore. And see, a fun fact about Texas, if I remember correctly, ninety percent, ninety-eight percent of Texas is actually family-owned. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. So I mean, there's a little bit that Texas doesn't own. All the rest of it's pretty much family-owned. If if you look at a lot of the big the big ranches here in the state of Texas. They have been in for many generations, family oh, generations yeah. for, for years and years. Like if you look up the King Ranch, the King Ranch is the biggest ranch here in Texas. And I want to say it takes up the size of, oh, I mean, I, I to put it in perspective, it takes up a big chunk of Texas. Mm-hmm. But I want to say to put it in perspective, it's the size of Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a very big ranch. Very big ranch. Matter of fact, Ford pickup trucks. There is a King Ranch edition Ford pickup truck. You can get the F-150, the F-250, F-350, and it's the King Ranch edition. Like, and it's a thing here in Texas. Like, 
It's there, there in the Texas. You, it's it's you like, get the four fifty as well, don't you? The biggest one is the four fifty. You can well. get you can still get the F four fifty in a King Ranch edition, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and that's I, a, I, 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 when I went to America. I must be honest. I, I was there for like about a month. I traveled around California, but basically, the, the I, I when I saw that we were in quite a big car, and actually the F four or any of the F series. When they pull up next to you, you're at their wheel. You're at the your, top of your car at the top of their wheel, and they're flying down at you. And, see, and you, hope they don't, you hope they don't ride over you. And see, us Texans, we don't really like California that much. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I won't mention it too much. Yeah. I don't like California. I hate it. I hate it there, Texas. What, what, what about what about your your, your near neighbors, um, kind of in Louisiana? What's... Louisiana, I mean, we love them. Believe it or not, like a lot of the Cajun culture that Louisiana is known for, a lot of Texans love it because oh, yeah. of just the food in general. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, we're coming back to it. You've hit my magic word, food. Because um, I I did a, a tour a few years back. It kind of was Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, and the food and the music. So that was my my idea of holiday heaven. I just love that that combo of, of the flavors you've got there oh yeah. yes and a lot of the southern cajun foods oh my god they're oh. so tasty oh yeah you would be surprised like i had uh the first time i ever tried crawfish was oh, yeah. with a group of people from louisiana and i was like you know what i've never seen this type of thing but you know what i'll give it a try and it was some of the best food i ever had mm-hmm. like even the gumbo like the gumbo, gumbo yeah. oh my god, yeah. dude, that was so good. I that was even the first time I even had turtle, turtle soup, oh, wow. well, and that was po- so is tasty. Po-boy? Is it the po' boy, which is like the sandwich with the the seafood in, or, or yes, yeah, I mean, and 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 that's that's the other thing actually. I was going to say, so here, you know, you your shrimp are what we'd probably call our jumbo prawns. I mean. They're huge shrimp over here. Are tiny. You'd, you'd probably be able to just about see a few of them on your hand. I mean, the size of your shrimp, what you call shrimp, is insane over there. And that's why I'm always having a great time when I come on uh, <laughs> holiday. It's, like, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Your, your size of your portions, the flavors that go into it. And, and for me, and again, it's probably what we see on TV. I mean, I'm not going to hold it up as uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the the, the bible of food over there but like man versus food i watch that and 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 i think that's brilliant show gets me used to some ideas of where to go when i go over but um you know the 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 the, the, the attention and the care that goes into the preparation of some of these foods like even in like a, a like a family-run store it's like 24 hours of prep for the meats and the mm-hmm. barbecuing and and, and the thing. it's just amazing yeah, oh, and that's yeah. something that Jesse could touch up on there because he had a lot of experience in the yeah, restaurant industry. Yeah, I worked in restaurant for about nine years, and I love to hate it and hate to love it. <laughs> it's it's tough business. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah. it's one of the stressful jobs in the world. And that's also something that I like doing as a hobby. Uh, a lot of people here in Texas love to barbecue on the on their time off, especially if it's weekends mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Any chance I get to spend in the kitchen, I'm usually cooking something up, and Jesse's tagging along, and mm-hmm. he's here. He he won't even help me because he was one of those. He was like, I got tired of working in the kitchen. I don't even want to help prepare any more um, food. Nope, <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. 
But you know, everything in life, it, it, it's fun until you do it for a living. Oh, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. So before that, for example, everyone thinks, oh, I could barbecue, I could do that, I could sell food, everyone would love my food. But <laughs> actually, when you do it for a living, it's difficult. It is. There's a lot of preparation and time that goes into it. Yeah. And just like, just like when I do a regular barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much prep work that goes into preparing the meat, getting everything ready to go, building a good fire in the firebox and... And stuff like that. Making sure my temperatures are right. Because, of course, you don't want to overcook the meat. You don't want to burn it. You don't want to undercook it either. You know, there's so much work that goes into it that a lot of people yeah. think, oh, that's easy to do. And, yeah. yeah. And, and because everyone sees everyone having a beer and then cooking something. So everyone thinks, well, I could sit there with a beer and just watch something. But obviously there's a lot more to it than that. Well, yeah. the thing is, I think here barbecues sum up horrific. Yeah, but we we yeah. don't have we don't have the weather here really. I guess these no, guys, no. you pretty much year round with the weather, right? It's not so much weather, but I think here we think of barbecues like if you think back to your, you know your, your younger days where it was that that pop up sort of barbecue you buy from the store, you you put the heat really high and the food comes out burnt. You know, it was never terrible, <laughs> yeah. but but you know, I think but, what you guys like are we we, we don't do it. You go to yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it is. We it's, 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 food in my one, Dan. So <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying you know, it's, it's you know, if, if we're if we're talking here back in the day, it's just those barbecues you get from like Argos. Yeah, like, but 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 Dan, the difference being is look, the, we we have maybe four or five weekends in a year where you could barbecue no, at no, most. No, but, but, no, but that's not, no, but my point, my point is more, it's, it's not even that, because like you look at last year, we had three or four months, ironically during lockdown where we couldn't go anywhere. We had about four months of beautiful summer. Um, it's more, I think, Damien or Jesse, you said it as well, you've got the smoke boxes. It's, it's more, you know, it's fire pits. We're not mm. talking about a little tiny round cylinder that you put the, the you know the, the yeah, everything yeah. on you've got huge fire pits smoke pits haven't well, you well the biggest popular barbecue joint is uh i don't really know the name but it's in amarillo texas oh that's the steakhouse that's the, yeah. the big texan steakhouse where they have the 72 really? ounce steak Nice. I think I saw a YouTube video on that. Yeah. Yes, and that's the they, steak that you have to all the meat that they're cooking. Well, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, well, the, well, the thing is, it's free if you can eat the entire steak with your sides <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. Well, and if you're a normal person, how much would it cost? Oh, that's a good question because I've never uh, attempted. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. Buy- that's a good question because I never have to pay because never I will need it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can you can buy the steak separately, but I mean, you don't have to do the challenge or whatnot. But I don't really know how much the steak is separately. Yeah, it must yeah. be too much, right? It must be too much food, really, yeah, right. for any normal human, you know. <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't imagine the end results yeah. <laughs> following an hour later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you mean three days later where you're still like, man, don't whatever you don't try that. Because... <laughs> I, just, I, I just think there's, it's, it's about an appreciation for food. I think here, over here in the last sort of sort of 10 years, I think we're starting to learn more about to, 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 to kind of really take, ha, have a love for, 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 for preparing food. But I think, uh, you know, in some places like, you know, like where, where you guys are, I think it's always been, again, another, I want to say culture, cultural thing, but that's probably not right. It's about making sure that the food is almost the best it can be. Do you know yes. what I mean? And, oh, yeah. Yes, and a lot of... And, I, think, and, I think it's actually back to what I said earlier about time. I think before everyone was in such a rush, you didn't really have time to cook the food. You know, or really look I, at I what... I just don't think people want it. I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's about do you want to do it when you can 
get from the supermarket it already done you know the marinades are already done but it's never the same it's never exactly. you know but, and that's yeah. what i'm saying i think more and more people now are starting to get into the but only because they have the time though no no dan because before if you needed two hours to marinate then you would buy from supermarket you didn't have two hours but now you were locked down you had nothing better to do so then but, maybe you wouldn't no, no, be like, well but, i could no no but that just shows you did have the time you just that's did, true you just yeah, didn't want yeah. to do you, it you didn't that. make it you yeah. didn't make the time yeah. you had the time you didn't make exactly. the time Exactly. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know what they call them over there, but we call them pit masters over here. Yeah, Basically, yeah. They, you know, they they got barbecue down to a science. Yes. And so like we're like you were mentioning, you know, uh, the barbecue pits, uh, smoke pits, fire pits and stuff like that. You'd be surprised how many thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. People would spend. Well, there, there was one and I don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they actually made an 18 wheeler. What, what? How long is the trailer for? I want to say the trailer was fifty-three feet long. Yeah, oh, and they wow. made an eighteen-wheeler barbecue. Yeah, but basically yes. a barbecue pit. Yes, the whole entire oh, trailer. Wow. The whole entire trailer was a, 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 essentially a big barbecue. I pit. think I think they can put up to a hundred and something briskets on there or something like that. I I couldn't oh. I couldn't I mean, remember. I'm, 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 one of the guys that I used to work with. Yeah. Uh, he owns a barbecue place in Oklahoma. Okay. And he bought. Um, it's a big smoker. As a matter of fact, they had to build it on its own custom trailer. He said he was equipped with that, just that smoker in general, to do a thousand pounds of meat in one sitting. Oh, wow. And, and he was that busy. He was selling that much? Yes. Sold. Oh, wow. Yes. That's, that's yeah. a lot of meat. When you think about that, a thousand pounds yeah. of meat. In, in one yeah. sitting, and, and a lot of people, you know, kind of like to touch back on what you were mentioning earlier, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into cooking and what well, we call it smoking the meats because you're not just yeah. cooking it directly over the fire. Yeah. Now, you can do that. Yeah. That gives it a whole different flavor profile mm. and, and whatnot. Yeah. But the like a brisket, for example, I'm not too familiar if uh, if you guys are familiar with what a brisket. Oh, yes. Is. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. So a brisket over here in Texas is real popular. Now, generally, it takes anywhere from eight hours to 12 hours for it to fully cook because yeah. the brisket itself is such a tough piece of meat that it takes it. It takes so long just to cook it at a low temperature for a long time. Just yeah. to break down the collagens, the fat, and and stuff like that. So there's a lot of time and care that goes into that, and a lot of people, you know, don't don't exactly see that. And you know, and it was like going back to the uh, rattlesnake roundo when we we're judging that barbecue with the brisket. I cried on some of those. Yes, I, 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 I wanted to shed a tear because how just awful it was yeah and then whenever we... <laughs> you oh you were, i thought you were gonna cry because how good it was i thought you were gonna say no, i shed a tear on how good that so you shed a tear because they gave it that much disservice yeah. so you were like what the hell is this i'm like why, why are you gonna uh, you might, I, I almost cried i almost cried at that. I, I was like what i was like man why the hell do you gotta disrespect food like this yeah. I want to say the best thing out of out of that entire time that we got to participate as judges mm -hmm. was the ribs. Oh yeah, when we had the the number C fourteen. Oh yeah, C fourteen. We, we, we remember we memorized the number of the entry, but we just don't know who it was. <laughs> I, I would I was literally gonna find the person that made those, and I was like, I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars on a rack. That's how good it was. The ribs were just <laughs> so tasty. It was and perfect. They were perfect, tender. 
not too tender, but just perfect. Just, just, just the sauce, just the sauce alone. It had a little kick to it, but it was, it was not so good. Yeah, oh, fell off the bone. Just were they just melting off the bone? Was it? Yeah, it was just so good. I mean, wow. they, they, it's kind of hard to describe in words it what was, we experienced it, it was, as judges. <laughs> Let's just say it like this: it was better than sex. I, that's, I, I'm, I'm just gonna oh, go ahead wow. and say it. It was. Well, you see, I was in um when I when I was in Memphis, I had. I went to I think it was a BB King uh, place there, and they had the wet ribs. And then I went to another place that had the dry rub mix, and you know, two completely different sort of taste experiences, but both, you know, and like Mac and like you said, it almost like melted off the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the places it's like here, I wouldn't queue up to go into a restaurant for more than like you know, if I have to wait more than twenty minutes, I'm like, no, forget about it. But <laughs> again, I think it was made famous by the man versus food, and I don't know. If it's still there, it's still really good. But there's right. a place called Rendezvous, I think, in Memphis, and you know, you were given like a little patron, and it was like a 90-minute wait outside. You know, you had to be buzzed in, and it, it was so good that there was a, a lady in our group. She was a vegetarian. She came along with us because she wanted to go in it. And I think they basically the story was they found they, they they bought this diner and they found a coal pit or a fire pit in the basement, and that's how they become. And there's only like five or six items on the menu, but when it's when they were that good. And like, I'd go back in a heartbeat now if I couldn't just have those ribs. It's, um, and now that you mentioned, yeah. you know, the wait time, having to wait for so long, mm-hmm. there's a place in Austin, Texas called Franklin's Barbecue. Yeah. There, there are people that will wait outside from 2 o'clock in the morning till the time that they open at 11 a.m. <laughs> they will literally camp outside. They will have uh, a little folding chair. They'll bring their beer. They'll just sit there and have a chat with other people and drink beer with each other and and they will literally wait supposedly that's the number one spot to go to in texas for barbecue is franklin's barbecue in austin texas and people will spend hours just waiting in line just to get their oh, get their hands I'm on this bar. Making a note as you speak. Yeah, so, so Franklin Barbecue in Texas. If you could sponsor Damien and Jesse, <laughs> <laughs> or you could reach out to us to just forget about it, and we will promote you in England. But you might not get too much business from us. But 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 please do send us food because I'm sitting here right now, with my mouth watering and thinking I need to try that right now. Yeah, and if and of course if you guys ever decide to make it to Texas, of course we would be gladly oh, yeah. be glad to take you guys to some of the places that we enjoy, some of the best food, mm-hmm. the atmosphere, just the beer, even the eye candy. <laughs> just just the <laughs> just, just, just just a fair warning. That there's something in this meat that Texas women, I don't, I, I I don't know. You you look at them and you're like, she's of age, and they're like, no, she's only. Eight. 17 right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's just something about these texas yeah. women yeah and jesse how much how many have you had how much oh excuse me how much have you had to drink already i'm already uh. seeing a stack of cans already <laughs> yeah i had a few and i still got two bottles right yeah here. you still have your bottle of uh rye whiskey and your what is that that japanese whiskey yeah that sun troy whiskey Oh, that's supposed to be that's supposed to be good is that nice is it is it, that, it is, is very tasty i'm surprised i didn't clear it out last night yeah and i was expecting <laughs> you to come back with that bottle completely empty <laughs> i was just like going what what bottle of whiskey <laughs> yeah he was like what whiskey no it just happened to disappear the moment i opened it <laughs> no you told me to be here early so i just you know i was being a good boy yeah you were being on your best <laughs> behavior I, I can tell you were i was doing my best 
And what is the time there at the moment? So right now we are at a current time of 3.54 p.m. Oh, wow. So Jesse, you did start early then. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of normal for us. Believe it or not, on our days off, we are not working. In my terminology, I will tell you this. I am an early drinker. The moment I wake up and I'm craving a beer, I'm going to start drinking. At least wait until about lunchtime. And so what time would you say, what time would that, would that be typically? 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 uh, o'clock? Usually, usually about time, 8. But the waking up time. <laughs> yeah. About 8. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you would have... What's the first drink? Is that, is that a Budweiser? You know, mm-hmm. me personally, I like drinking Modelo beer. I drink Budweiser oh. as well. I, but, think, uh, I mean, honestly, I think if we had to categorize ourselves, I think we're seasonal people. It just, it just really depends, you know. Yeah. You know, we really have our, our beers. And, and, and what does that mean? What does I mean, I mean, mean? You know, when it's cold, we try to go for a heavier beer, you know. You know, summertime, we go for somewhat of a light beer. Have you had Have you had a Bud Light Platinum? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, that's, that's what, like, that's what, like, a 5 or 7% beer? 7% yeah. alcohol beer yeah. or something like that? Don't tell me you drink stronger than that. Hmm, I probably may have and just never knew it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and because, now, now that I think about it, the Four Locos. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, I've had that. Yes. That is strong, isn't it? That yeah. is some real strong stuff. I, I just now, yeah. that just came, that just came to me. Isn't it 13? Is it like 13 to 15 percent? Something, something along that. those yeah. lines. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm scared to drink those damn things. I had a bad experience well, I, I went to... I went, when I came when I was in the USA, first thing someone went to a barbecue and they said to me, "You need to try a Bud Light Platinum, which is about five percent." So, I had that, and then some people from the UK they rang me and they said to me, "You need to try this drink. It's called the Four Loco. <laughs> make, sure make sure you take it easy with it, right?" Yes. So I went yeah. Yeah. About Four Loco. I about Four Loco. Then I was like out somewhere, and then I asked, and I was like, "Have you got Four Loco?" And they're like, "Yeah, matter of fact, we're doing it like a." shiny sort of green can i think one we had i think there's a few different styles and it was like it's like someone spray painted the can in a certain way and then and then we drank that and man i'm pretty sure i don't remember too much from the night <laughs> yeah see uh if you would have met me a little little a uh, couple of years ago i was going through about a gallon of whiskey a night oh wow a night yeah wow. a night i was putting everybody was like you, and then I, you've had AA since then and now you're like um <laughs> you're okay yeah yeah and there's no there's not much of you either. Yeah, but but I kind of slowed down a little bit. He he had no choice but to slow down. Yeah. yeah. They're running out of whiskey. That's what the we're problem going, was. We're going back to that pneumonia at the start. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, yeah. and that, yeah. that was it. That was it right there. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I just, I just can't drink like I used to. Ooh, used then, to. I was able to. I was, I was able to clear uh, a whole case of beer by myself once before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, do, do you guys speak Spanish? I don't, but he does. Sí, yo también puedo yeah, hablar yeah. español, pero el, mi amigo Jesse no puede. <laughs> In other words, I can speak it, but Jesse can't. I can understand. Can't, yeah. I I can understand it a little bit just because I worked in a restaurant, a particular yeah. place that you know that's all they spoke was Spanish, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, because for Texas, for you guys, it's very close. A lot of people I heard in Texas. But, yeah, because myself, I was taking one of the other guys, Lewis, who he couldn't make it today. He, we were doing Spanish classes for a little while. And then we had about four or five, but then lockdown began. So we had to stop our classes that we were doing. But we were trying to learn Spanish. Yeah, I, I could I could just about understand that. Because I mentioned my family's Italian. So there's a similarity with Spanish here. Um, 
so I kind of that's why I kind of do like the the south and you know some of the Latin areas as well because there's that that little bit of commonality. Yeah, but that and, you know. but here in Texas, they what we call the slang. Uh, it's it's more of a slang. slang. Yes, it's more of a slang yeah. than it is yeah. proper. Yeah, properly but, spoken. Yeah. yeah, we call it Tex-Mex. The, the, the reason oh. I'm laughing is because that's exactly the same. Like people ask me. Can I speak Italian? And I and I I'll, I'll make sure to say I can't speak the Queen's Italian because here we have the thing of the Queen's English and and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like the same. I speak my my family's dialect, the, the local you know, uh, the local area sort of slang. Now you know I can understand understand it all, but yeah, you probably put me in a room with with a business person and and they'll probably say, "What are you saying? What are you saying?" And I'm trying to remember which comedian it was. He was on the the original Latin Kings of comedy. And he was talking about uh, he took his uh, uncle on a trip to uh, France. And uh, he was talking about, I want to say, is it in France that they have uh, the Eiffel Tower, Tour of the Eiffel, yeah. or whatever they call yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Eiffel Tower. And he was taking his uncle to the Eiffel Tower because his uncle didn't have much longer to live. And, you know, this was his favorite uncle that he was real close with. And <laughs> he was mentioning that. Uh, his uncle, for some reason, a, a French guy approached him and started talking to him in French. And he was like, what the fuck did you just say? But he was talking in Spanish. He was like, can he's this way? And so he was like, well, you would figure, you know, France and Italy being close to Spain, you figured you would have caught along the way somehow or another. <laughs> but he was like, no, oh, he says, that's the Eiffel Tower. That's what they that's what they brag about. He was like, "Yeah, he said that's 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 the 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 known landmark for for France is the Eiffel Tower." He said, "Well, shit in Texas, that looks like a drilling rig." <laughs> he was like, "It looks more like a building. When are they going to finish putting the drywall up?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to send you guys that YouTube link for that because that was so funny. He he said it a lot better than I did. I just pretty much gave it along the lines of what it's what he says, but it was so funny. And I've always wanted to travel to Europe. Mm -hmm. I've always have, especially Australia. I, it's on my bucket list to go to Australia one of these days. I just yeah, that would that would be nice. That'd be very nice. I've yeah. always had a fascination with traveling to Europe and Australia. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Louis, as much as I love as much as I love Mexico and South America, there's something about traveling to Europe and Australia that's number one on my bucket list. I always oh, wanted to go to Lewis Japan. To... Oh, Japan would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Jesse's Lewis a big anime fan. He loves a lot oh, of anime. Yeah, I, I watch it religiously. <laughs> well, 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 the good news about Europe is you guys could probably do it really easy. I mean, when people come over, you know, you're, you're hopping about countries because it's probably a lot less effort than it is traveling interstate. So, you know, you, the, the size of Europe you can do within a month easy. So, so, you know, just come over and do it as soon as you can. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens when, <laughs> I want to say, I keep saying things go to normal, go back to normal. But There's no telling when it's going to go back to normal. I tell everybody, the new normal, I'm probably not going to adjust to it because, of course, here in Texas, we're 100%. We're back to being 100%. Mm -hmm. And even during the pandemic, Believe it or not, Jesse and I were still out acting a fool here and there. Oh yeah, we would we would go out places, <laughs> even though we weren't supposed to be out late at night. Yeah, we were still out drinking, having our own fun. 
with, with our friends, you know. Don't you know you're supposed to be home? This quarantine and this and that. Well, I don't care. I'm out having fun. I think I think on the public forum you're supposed to say allegedly after everything you say at this point. <laughs> allegedly we did this. Allegedly we did this. Well, a lot of people a lot of people know us over here. Know that we will still say it and do it anyway. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that and that's the thing about it too. You know, we say on our on our podcast we we just say. Anybody can get it. We can mm-hmm. say yeah. a lot of things, and whether certain people like it or not, you know, I'm sorry. We're, that's just yeah. us. That's just us. We're we're the no filter type of people. Oh yeah. We enjoy still having our laugh. We, you know, we understand the fine line between disrespecting something and joking about it. You know. Oh yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they understand where we're coming from on that. So that's typically where we try to stay is, you know, try to back off of that fine line from disrespecting something. I try to do my (laughs) best to research something before I talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think think that's where we sit on it. And like today, for example, you might see, I might have asked you guys a lot of questions and I'm, and and that's not, you know, other people might think that it's just something you do just to make conversation, but it's not, it's for us. Like, especially me, I'm very sort of inquisitive and I always want to know stuff. So, I always find it interesting to ask someone who's got entirely different background from entirely different places, what's their view on stuff or how does that work? And it's just, it's just, I think you learn and you grow from asking people questions and working out. And maybe sometimes you will say stuff that isn't hundred percent right, but like you said, you don't mean disrespectful. It's just, it's just the, the way to learn, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is too, in, in my line of work, in my industry, we heavily rely on questions because there, there are so many things that go into into our job that if there's something you don't know about, you need to ask questions because it could mean the difference between a successful job and a chaotic, completely stressful job. It could also mean the difference between completing the job with no injuries or accidents or no completion of the job and somebody getting injured or killed. So questions to me, I'm completely used to it. And... Me asking somebody else questions, it's just normal part of my routine. Mm-hmm. And, and the ability to do this is great as well. I mean, you know, before you, you didn't have this. And, and like I said to you, you know, our, our view of, of the states or areas of states was skewed by TV programs, right? Which isn't realistic at all or, 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 or not always realistic. So, you know, look at us now. You know, we, we, we met you guys a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're doing podcasts and now we're giving you a grilling about everything <laughs> Texas, right? And that's great. And that's great. Pretty much giving well, you a Texas for us. Crash Maybe not course. great for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not great for you guys, but it's, it's, it's been great for us. But it's also different to hear what we hear on the news or what we see versus the man on the ground who, who you know, you could tell your honest opinion. And when we've asked questions, you, you, you'll answer those to what, what you think and what's honest. Where, you know, on the new, there, there's when you hear something on the news, there's always an agenda behind what you're hearing. So it, it's difficult to trust anything. Whereas, you know, you guys live there. You can tell us, that, you know, this is what it's really like and it's what we think. Yes, and and that's also another thing, too, is like sometimes even the news media here sometimes is just kind of hard to believe our own selves. It's just like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, not this again. And and like I said, that's why we, our podcast, we just try to stay away from the current news media, politics, religion, anything like that. I mean, it's it's pretty much a gateway from reality. Yeah, and kind of like what you guys say, you know, it's your way away from the daily strains and stresses of everyday life, you know. That's what we tend to target as well as, you know. 
this is a way for us to express certain things that we have done or know and hope it relates to somebody else as well, you know, and hopefully we hit the, hit the nail on the head. I I think too many things nowadays touch already on you being an adult. It's already, there's already enough information. There's news, I think, but not much touches on your inner child, which I think hopefully your podcast (laughs) and our podcast addresses is what I think we tried to do. But, but also, again, and without getting too political or deep, you know, we've, we've said ourselves, you know, you can watch a news channel and it's, it's going to be biased one way or the other, right? Whereas this, like I said, you're telling your own stories and people can choose to listen to it or not rather than here. You have to watch. We've got like two or three news channels and we have to watch that. Whereas with podcasts and stories, you can, if you want to listen to it, brilliant. If it sounds great, brilliant. if not, move on to the next one, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. and I, and I think the way, we, the way we normally, I think, we summarise it here is if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you do watch the news, you're misinformed. So either you're uninformed or you're misinformed. And yeah. So yeah. it's like, what out of those two do you I, want? I think it needs to be a bit of both. I think you should. You should be uninformed and misinformed. No, 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 no. You should, you should watch. I was going to say I'll, that. I'll be, the, I'll be informed. No, no, what I'm saying is you should, you should read the news, watch the news, but you've also got to have an open mind, make your own choices because, you know, that. Yeah, but how, but how many people have that chance, Dan, now? Is, is how many people the have the time? There. No, the internet. Yeah, there. but, I'm, but, I'm but really. Take something at face value. Yeah, but Dan, even that, how many people, you know, most people, you're, you're, Matt, you're not, you you're not. You don't want to cook. You don't want to cook. You don't want to <laughs> the internet. What do you do? Okay, this is, this is it. This is not right. The rest of this podcast, Maka, what do you do with your day? Let's, <laughs> let's work this out. Uh, I pretty much do nothing, but to be honest, when you, when you, when you read, I'm always too busy to do anything, so, and which leads me to do nothing because I'm always too busy to do the other things, so, but you know, but, but if you think about it, it's like, you know, if, if you, you know, more often not, most people read a headline as well, which is a lot of crap because it's just a clickbait. But even if you do, who's got time down to take an information, yeah, understand it, accept it, go on Google, find a balance bias against it that's just no what i'm trying to say is like so people generally tend to surround themselves what do they call it an echo chamber you tend to surround yourselves with the people or the news yeah but but then but nowadays social media you know when you're on facebook wherever else run is so good at learning your behaviors that exactly so you you, so you're biasing with your friends and you're biased with your internet searching so what no no agree but with twitter what's stopping you liking someone that's got a, 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 a way of thinking that's different to you. Yeah, but what's the chance of that? You must probably dis- no, 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 it's not. I do that. You, <laughs> yeah, but you must <laughs> don't agree with that person. No, you must be like, what's this guy going about? I'm not, I don't, what's this guy going about? I don't agree, but let me just hit a little so, like on that. They, no, you ain't going to do that. Well, no, then it's very narrow. It's very narrow, isn't it, then? So, 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 you, so you listen to something that you totally don't agree with, but you hit a like button. So you want to you want you want to hear all about the rattlesnake? What about the viper? Yeah, they've got we only want to see about the top dog so if that's a rattlesnake i don't want to know about the viper you know <laughs> getting back getting back to my point what i'm trying to say is that we, you know we, we get a, a sterile view or a certain view of what's happening you know in the world but th- there's a lot more going on under the surface than that and you know Macan's busy doing everything after work, so he does. He does. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, you know, it's, it's the, the information's out there now, and you can choose to 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 digest what you want. Um, 
you know, so, so, so it's, you know, it's a big world. But that's, that's still difficult because you still see, you know, if you're searching on the internet, and even if you're searching, I don't know, if I look for a jumper now, when I click on that jumper, at the top there'll be news articles and other stuff. So it's very difficult to keep yourself out of what you don't want to know. But then also, is it good to not, is it good to keep yourself out of stuff you don't want to know? Should you know everything? I don't know, so you can then well, you can't kind of make more of a balanced view. But you can't know I don't know. What I'm saying is, and, and again, you know, I hope it's not aligned, but in America, the, the difference is stark. So you've got CNN, obviously, and, and Fox News, and they're two totally different channels. And, you know, what I'm saying is it's fascinating as a, as a non-American to see footage from both because it's one is telling one story, the other is, you know, not telling two completely different stories, but it's a, it's a viewpoint you take. And I, and I often like seeing the different viewpoints, but, you know, that's me, so. From my perspective, I've, I've lived in the US and I've lived in the UK. So. Where, did, where did you leave Dave in the US so everybody knows? Uh, I lived in Florida. Ooh, in a, good old in a Florida. Uh, a town called Apopka, which is uh, north of just north of Orlando. It's about, uh... Did you did you learn any Spanish while you were there? <laughs> no, I learned American. <laughs> you learned American, but no Spanish. Yeah, apparently, when I came back to UK, I had a uh, slightly American accent. <laughs> I could I could I could imagine that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think what it is is uh, it's the same but different. Yeah, and speaking of like the accent, you were talking about you were developing an American accent. When I was working in the uh, closer to the northern states of uh, here in the U.S., I was working around some Canadians, and Canadians have some some funny accents. You know, their O's are real pronounced, and um, they they <laughs> they have a different way of, of of speaking and pronouncing things. And I they speak start, it slightly. I was, they speak slightly slower as well, don't they? I want to say some of them do, but for the most part, if you get them really worked up on a on a subject that they don't like, they tend to speak a lot faster. <laughs> but I was develop I was developing a northern accent, and I was like, no, I have to maintain <laughs> my Texas southern accent. Like, what is going on? And I hadn't even mentioned it to Jesse, and he was like, dude, that's horrible. When are yeah. you coming back home? Yeah. It, it, I started noticing it one out when we went up there. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I want to slap that." Because I was you. working in Kansas for six and a half months, and then, like I said, I was working with some Canadians, uh, people from uh, the northern part of the U.S. And like I said, and and when you get to that very northern part of the U.S., southern Canada, northern Canada, and all that, they all have like a an accent that uh, they seem to have. And I was kind of starting to develop that kind of an accent. I was like, no, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. The South will prevail. That's all that kept going through my mind. <laughs> but well, I think it's natural, isn't it, to just develop that. And it's, it's, it, I think it's like it's an adaptability thing as well, where you kind of speak how other people around you speak. Yes, and that was the thing about it, too. I adapted so well to being in a different state. Not only that. Uh, you can also say the culture is a lot different in Kansas, um, especially the bar scene. The bar scene's a lot different oh, yeah. in Kansas compared to what you would see here in Texas. But in general, uh, it's more of a, we call it the Bible belt of the country. And there's certain things you can't say without, a, you'll, you'll offend somebody real quick. Like if you mention something about somebody's religion, their 
preferred sexual orientation, whatever it is, you could get into a lot of trouble over there. Okay. So there's there's certain things that I had to adapt to because I'm used to being very blunt and speaking what's on my mind. And then there were at times I just didn't care. I was like, you know what? This is just me. Why do I need to change? Because I'm staying in a different state. Like, no, you know what? I'm just going to continue to be myself. And I'm just going to continue to say what's on my mind. And a lot of people like that. And some people didn't. The people that yeah. I became friends with over there were like, dude, I really wish you would have been around here a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah. And especially whenever they found out how much I could drink in one sitting. Ooh, man. <laughs> they really became friends with me. <laughs> and, I, and I think it touches back to the point you make for it's, it's easy to surround yourself with people that think like you. It's, it's harder to surround yourself with anyone who might disagree with what you think. But there's benefits to surrounding your people with people that don't think the same way you well, do. I don't agree with you, my cat. So there you go. You've done part of it now. So <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's that's the thing about it, too. You know, I do my best to surround myself around a good group of people because you don't always want to be surrounded by people no. that bring that negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, you know, it's, it's, it's OK to be challenged as well as that, as well as that, as long as, sorry, not as well as, as long as that challenge is like a positive challenge. You know what I mean? Someone trying to challenge you to make you think differently rather than it's just an attack. Then there's no real benefit to that, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I think it's more not dismissing someone because you disagree with something they think, unless it's obviously particularly horrific or illegal, etc. I, I think that's what what I'm saying is it's not you go out to find someone that you you don't agree with. It's it's more there's a lot of people in this day and age that are quick to dismiss some someone just because. They, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I've sat at a bar where I have met a guy that I believe he was Islam. His religion was Islam. I actually sat at a bar with a guy that was atheist. Mm-hmm. I sat at a bar with uh, somebody else. I can't remember what his religious belief was. But my philosophy is you can have good conversation without bringing up those certain subjects. Oh, yeah, yeah of course you can. And, and that was my thing. That's my thing. You know, I love having good conversation with people. I don't care what religion, whatever it is you believe in or your preference of this and that. I believe in just having good conversation. Yeah, and I, and I think I agree with that. I think you know you could always learn off someone. You can learn off everyone. Yes. And there's always stuff we and we. And the biggest thing you shouldn't do is close your mind and think I'm. I don't agree with this. I'm not. I don't want to hear anything about it. I think that you should always be open to hear what people have to say. And I understand you're not always going to agree. And sometimes people may be different to what you think. But you, you can always learn off everyone. Everyone has something they can teach. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. Oh, yeah, most and, definitely. And and Jesse, too, you know, he's been in the industry, in the food industry, where mm-hmm. you will have different walks of life that will that you'll work with. Oh, Not yeah. only that, and that you're going to meet, you know, just serving their food or mm-hmm. working with them in general. Just whatever it, is, it may be, you know. It's yeah. the same thing in my industry, you know. When we're going from one job to another, you know, I might be working with a different group of people, you know. I have to have an open mind, you know, to the job that I'm doing because, like I said, I I work with a lot of different people in different states, different areas, stuff like that. So you got to know the fine line between, okay, is it okay to say this or is it okay to say that, you know, but you you just in general, I, I just have that open mind. 
I, th I think that's it. Absolutely. An open mind is a key thing. I think people are generally losing the ability to disagree with each other but in a in a in a conversational way it's it's like it's even though my view is the right way right view or my way is the right way you know just sit back and discuss it you know what i mean it's it's yeah like you said just have that conversation be be respectful but just just have a chat about things yeah, yeah and you never know where it might take you to you know i became friends with a guy in kansas that i didn't expect to become friends with Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, that's happened to be the Kansas version of Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I was sitting on my deathbed, you're over there partying and whatnot. Yeah, partying, drinking, and having fun, you know? And poor Jesse, he's uh, sending me Snapchats. Yeah, I'm in my deathbed right now, but have fun while you're at it. Oh, I, I was salty. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but, Jesse, but Jesse, at least he's saying it was the Kansas version of you. So oh, that yeah, must I mean, mean something. And, that's what, yeah. and we were looking forward to hearing from Ollie because we just we were like, Jesse, that is the British version of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whatever Maybe. happened to Ollie? Where, it, he just never responded back. Yeah, he did. He 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 was he had to do something, so he was a bit busy. He couldn't he couldn't attend. Do you remember I said he's always a bit late? I think he was yeah. going to be like two days late in this occasion. <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, he he he, he did message a little while ago to say he he was he he admitted he could come now, but we thought he was ending soon, so we said don't worry about it now. Well, there's always another time we can do oh, another yeah. podcast. Well, yeah. 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 The, the, the mystery continues. The mystery yeah. continues yeah. exactly. Yeah. Jesse, yeah. you're gonna have to wait. Oh, we're gonna take polls on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever wants to hear another one with Ollie included, please do let us know and comment. <laughs> oh man, it's it's been wonderful chatting with you guys. We oh, yeah, we enjoy the conversation so much. Just going back and forth, and oh, we'll keep in touch. Most definitely. most definitely we yeah, will, yeah. you know. And like I said, we definitely yeah. got to do another one with Ollie, the mysterious yeah. Ollie. <laughs> yes, yeah. We're, we're, build, we're building him up, you know, building it up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, sooner or later, you will get to hear the voice. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> just I could just picture yeah. it. Jesse's just he's he's gonna hype himself up for that moment. I'm gonna be sitting in the mirror. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Maybe you two shouldn't meet. It's probably like one of those things where all time and space will just turn in on itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time, time travel begins. Yeah, the, the, the time and the and the entire world might stop if that happens. Yeah. But yeah, no. Just, just to echo, guys, it's been actually it's been great speaking. I mean, we've been chatting for over two hours, and it's felt like ten minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's, and it's been wonderful that's why i say oh, yeah. i enjoy such great conversation yeah. if you leave us on this honestly we four hours later we'd still be talking trust me we, we can oh we yeah can go on and go on. But it'd, be, it'd be very very good talking to you guys and, and getting to know you guys yeah oh, same nice. here and we look forward to doing more of this you know oh, yeah. it's, it's it's something yeah. we we love to do you know and it's just and we we wish the best for everybody and oh yeah yeah, and it's and it's always great to to collaborate with new people. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Jesse, how many beers are you on right now? Uh, I got my six one. Man, oh, but yeah. Well, I well I got a little bit ahead of you because I was drinking before you got here. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, so I would say I'm on number eight. Oh, well, well, hopefully we could do this in person and we can sort of crack open a beer together and stuff. And you know, Jesse had a dream one time. This dream he had about us doing a podcast in a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, you know what? We're going to have to make that happen. We're going to have to do our best to make that happen. Oh, yeah. If it's a dream, we got to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll have to make us... You'll have to let us join you on that dream. We'll oh, have to yeah. Come over most, there and then we'll all go to a bar together. And... Drink the dream. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you just yeah. have to give us a six drink head start. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't we would make it if you gave us a six drink head start. <laughs> yeah, we just barely got started on our drinking, and I know we got a lot more to. to to go on and yeah. right now we're like at 4 23 p.m over here what is it what's your time over there um 10 23 p.m now wow yeah. see i knew there yeah. was a six hour talk- difference because we have a friend that uh lives in ireland yeah our, our good old friend sean o'flaherty good guy yeah. and that mm-hmm. man yeah. drinks like it's going out of style <laughs> yeah, they can they can drink over in Ireland, and he's got such an Irish name as well. But they can drink over there in Ireland. They can drink a lot. And the uh, thing is, there are times that I can't understand him sober, and I damn sure can't understand him when he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there just like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, that'll work, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. thought being drunk was universal. That's the one time everyone can understand each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some things, I don't think there is enough drink. <laughs> but yeah, we look forward to doing another episode with you guys, and oh, yeah. hopefully in the near future we can make this happen where we could do this in person. Definitely. Yes, of course. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if we could just shout out um, our Dan or Dave, shout out our socials. What What are our socials? Well, I think I think well, I think we'll let guys shout theirs out. As well. Yeah, you yeah, can find are way better than us. Yeah, yeah. David, Jesse, please shout out, shout out your socials for anyone listening. Oh, uh, you can follow me on jtigger73 on Instagram, also on Snapchat and Facebook. Pretty much the Damien and Jesse show. So. Yeah. yeah. And where can anyone listen to your podcast if they want to listen to your podcast? Oh, we oh, yeah. are found on many different platforms. You can find us on Google Podcast, Amazon Music. Uh, let's Spotify. see there's Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Public. Uh, oh, man. Red Circle, of course, yeah. which is our main yeah. hosting site. But pretty much main the major platforms you can find us on. Oh, yeah. There's like six different platforms that we can be found yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so any of our regular listeners, if you give their, give their show a chance, it's a really good, very good show. Um, very great guys. So please do make sure you go ahead and listen to theirs as well. Um, and obviously, let us know how how it, how it is. Um, Dave, Dave, do you want to shout out our socials? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so, want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok? It's at JFAI Pod. Um, also available on YouTube. If you look up, uh, just forget about it on YouTube. That'd be, that'd be great um, to listen to us. We're on uh, quite a few platforms, so. Similar to Dave and Jesse, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, TuneIn Radio. Um, I think uh, Podcasters, Podchasers, Podpage, Linktree. Check us out on Linktree. So, yeah, uh, podcast yeah. so you, if you do listen to podcasts, you can't get away from us. So please, <laughs> you can find us everywhere. Same with David Jesse. You can find these guys on all major platforms. And, and so believe it or not, Jesse Jesse found this out by accident. He misspelled the Damien and Jesse show. He misspelled my name, and yeah. it still come up on the search. Yeah, it really did. Hmm. Nice. And, yeah, Jesse's oh, real bad you. about that. He one thing he didn't mention. He was he's also dyslexic. 
very bad. Uh, <laughs> Poor Jesse. Well, he wasn't tough for us. <laughs> so, so you don't know if I'm drunk or just can't spell. So just yeah, just be yeah. ready for that. Yeah, you haven't worked it out still. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we most definitely enjoyed this oh, recording yeah. session with you guys. We loved it so much. Like I so said, we look forward to doing it again, especially with the mysterious Ollie. <laughs> yes, we, we will, and we will make sure he's on for the next one. And it, we, trust me, when you, when he comes on and you, he asks his questions, you're going to need a few more drinks. So <laughs> make sure you had a few more before you come on, because he's going to ask you stuff that you've never thought of in your life. And exactly, because I remember <laughs> on the first episode, Ollie, and he yeah. he randomly threw out there, "What if the aliens are attractive?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He fumbled us guys he's not actually real he's just an AI yeah. <laughs> no yeah. there can't be we're, anyone like him yeah we're still fine tuning it and that's the problem so <laughs> <laughs> someone's got a beer on this system yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but no most definitely we sure do appreciate this time to record with you guys and like I said, and we, we would like to do our own little shout out. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The Damien and Jesse Show. You can find us on most major platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Amazon Music. Or your local bar. <laughs> because most of the bartenders around here locally know us very well. And the stories yeah. that we tell on the podcast, they know about. Oh, you cracked open number seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was that. fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, that, any listeners, do you want to give a shout out to anything, to all your fans? Well, anybody that listens to us from whatever country, whatever state here in the U.S., yeah. we, of course, we always appreciate it. Those of your listeners, you know, if you're listening from Australia and you are hearing me talk, <laughs> please let me know because... Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, The Damien and Jesse Show, because I've always wanted to travel to Australia. And I think we, we do. Yeah, we have got some yeah, yeah. Um, regular listeners yeah. from Australia, so please, if you do um, hit up Damien there, then please let them know, and please do listen to their show as well. Yeah. Dave, I just want to say, when you read it in the show, you could use Jesse's ring pulls of the beards as timestamps. I think that's very yeah, uh, not the counting, but I'm reckoning it's every 15 minutes. Yeah, so there you go. It's a good, it's a good feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Dan, have we got any listeners we want to give a shout out to? I, I think it's just we, yeah, Dave. You see, it's a Nico still regular one for you again. Actually, we've got one in Texas, guys. As well, we've got um, a guy called Travis. I think he's in San Antonio in Texas. So, oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. The two one oh. Big shout, big shout out to Travis. Yeah, the two one zero. So you and, have a listener from the two one zero, as what we like, to, what we like to call it. Two one zero is their area code. Oh, so so yeah. So any, anyone there? And again, just like the guy said, yeah, leave us comments on on our socials if there's anything that you want us to talk about. So no so one's yeah. left anything yet. <laughs> Sorry, no one's left anything yet. No, no, it's, it's always time. There's always the first. There is indeed. <laughs> But yeah, we definitely appreciate the time oh, we've had with pleasure. you guys. It's it's been a pleasure. We look forward to yeah. doing more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking the time out today. It's been really good, man, talking to you guys. Yeah, really appreciate it. That. Yeah, we very much appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely have more stories that we'd love to share with you guys and your audience. Oh yeah. So we look forward to the next time. 
Yep. Damien, Jesse, thank you so thank much. You. Thank uh, you. Very you're much. very welcome.